okay now. From the beginning. Hey there, all you wedding photographers, creatives, and business owners. You're tuned into the Dotcast, a weekly deep dive into the wedding photography industry, creativity, and entrepreneurship, brought to you by Nine Dots. Now, as we roll into autumn, I hope your editing piles are decreasing inversely in proportion to the next year's deposits. And here at Nine Dots, it's a real busy time for us. We are putting the final things into place for our annual flagship event, the conference that is definitely not a conference, the Nine Dots Gathering. This year, it's been held in Leeds in the UK on November the 14th and 15th. Now, it's been described quite accurately as a theme park for wedding photographers. And over two and a half days, you'll be able to learn from and share good times with some of the best and brightest in our industry, including, and this is a good list, Jason Vincent, Helen Williams, Jesse and Moira LaPlante, Fabio Marula, Susanna Pavan, Dom and Liam from York Play Studios, Lena Orsina Allen, Nadine Van Billion, Marta May, Siva Haran, Ronan Palliser, and Angie Ward-Brown. Told you it was a good list as well as all the knowledge and inspiration that you'll take from the presentations, from the live shoots and the masterclasses, you'll also gain so much from the social and holistic side of the event. Going into the new year as part of a close community of like-minded photographers who can all help you reach your goals really is priceless. There's still a tiny handful of tickets left, so you can find out more at the links in the description or visit 9-dots.co gathering to find out more. Now we cannot wait to see you all in there. And on that note, we're going to dive into this week's episode. Well, I couldn't be a videographer. The idea of like when they have to oh. have to go through the wedding again. Hundred percent, no. No, exactly. I've already done it. I was there for the whole day. I don't see it. Yeah, yeah, and not <laughs> and not not like just one camera or two cameras, like four, four cameras. Yeah. How yeah. how bad is it when we hear that speech that we've heard a million times? I think they have to now hear it four times and then chop it up and make it sound interesting. Exactly, and put it together. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even understand. I think, do you know what? Like, if I was going to be a videographer, I would just be like, all I do is like sick highlights for like three yeah. minutes that's it and i'd be like get your, super and, and, eight camera that's it no audio. yeah and all you get is your <laughs> speeches in full like i'd record it and you can and that's the only bit i'll chop up and it'll be like one camera one angle just so you can have the speeches there won't be no editing of that that, that Fully be utilitarian that. i like it exactly that'd be the only way i could do it i i, I could never be like and even you know the the computing power now because like my friend right ray like he's telling me like he's upgraded his camera so he shoots in some rec 709 or i don't know what he's shooting in but you know i needed like brand new macbooks everything like so much hard drive space just to like shoot like he's got a spreadsheet of how much it costs him to shoot each wedding now like the including really? the depreciation of cost yeah because he's like i have to factor it in because i have to keep buying mm. if when the cameras get better he has to buy new machines to like keep up yeah you know us photographers all we do is mind about lightroom now and again <laughs> like, yeah yeah and let's be honest a... we can schlep on on anything we you know some old system if we want Ex- to exactly when i feel like it <laughs> exactly exactly like i literally yeah i haven't bought a machine in ages but i just like just don't keep upgrading and as long as it's like not broken don't try and fix it until there's something yeah. really good like now i love the ai like um yeah called? that is quite memory hungry i've just got a new um macbook pro because yeah. i was finding the um done the denoise as well yeah, the Deloitte, that, just that so takes seductive. I know, but it takes it's ages. Like, oh, everything looks prettier. But yeah, you're looking at like, you know, two or three minutes of photograph. Exactly. So, you know, I was thinking even about if getting... you can leave it to do overnight. But... Exactly. I was thinking about getting like, but then it'd be using another external program. But actually, do you know, like, can you sync across images? Then? Yeah. So you can sync across Deloitte because uh, we were talking about this in a oh. group the other day. So apparently you can, yeah, you can basically, before you go to bed, put one in, set it off to sync just on the Denoise and off you go. And then and it'll do it. Oh, so you don't need like topaz or something. I was thinking, oh, I might have to get no. an external. Ah, 
No, apparently it can be done. I haven't tried it myself, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't tried it either. To be fair, I don't even like denoise anything because I don't think my clients give a shit. <laughs> like oh, they don't yeah, even basically know. Basically, it's been it had to be a shot like twelve thousand eight hundred, and yeah, I had to bring up exactly. the the shadows a little bit, so it's a bit noisy. Is about the only time. like someone like is it James Rouse? Like he he has a his preset denoises after or at least noise reduction after a certain ISO point. But okay. James is like one of those brains who just figures yeah, yeah, yeah. that shit out. I haven't heard like, his oh, name in a long time. He's a good oh, guy. He's a good well. lad. Love yeah, James. Yeah. Love James. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. Like you just chat to him quite a bit, and like Ross, like yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he still sees Ross a fair amount. I'm not sure. Yeah, I saw Ross last no. year because he shot my brother's wedding. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, but I was just like, dude, where have you been? But he was look- looking all tanned yeah. and trim, and he's just like, Maybe but that's it. Like, he's gone dead weddings. on social media, hasn't he? But that's yeah. it. And it's like with the you see it that that pattern happen a lot. I know with people like like Ed Pierce and the various people who were yeah, yeah, yeah. really active in the industry, and then just like, yeah, like, did they stop taking pictures? But no, they've just got really rich destination clients, and their their work's coming through planners. So. Yeah, kind of like the normal hustling we're doing just isn't relevant for them anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sick. I love that. I'd love to be in that zone, you know. As long as I wasn't, I wouldn't. As long as, (laughs) oh, you wouldn't. Oh, I would. Like that's right on my alley. But like, as long as for me, it would be like I'm not shooting the same venue each time, even if it's a destination one. Like it can't keep being like Villa Elba, Erba, or whatever in like Coburg. And just go back there five times a year. I, I I wouldn't be that. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, because there'd be no joy in going to the place, right? Because you. You've seen yeah. it to death by that point. So it's not even go, okay, I'm gonna go the day before and have a really nice time. So yeah. 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 I don't exactly. know. I just think I think the expectation of the finish and the disconnect with the, the relationship you have with the bride and groom is a little bit different. The ones I've done at a higher level anyway, I've yeah, yeah. been less um got less of a dopamine feedback from me. Yeah. yeah even yeah. though I've really enjoyed the money. The dopamine feedback of the money has been wonderful. You've been like busy with like commercial work then, right? More more than you have so weddings this year. Yeah, so I kind of started a few shoots and leaves um, primarily to um, kind of just explore my love of food through photos <laughs> and get to eat the food I was taking pictures of. Um, and I did that about, I don't know, five or six years ago. I literally started a commercial business in 45 minutes by opening a Wix site, throwing some basic portfolio on it, SEOing it for my hometown, and yeah. then not thinking about it for two years. Um, and I got a few dribs and drabs jobs in. I had just had this idea. I had this kind of like, you know, you know, we all do as, as self-employed people have this cold panic that at some point weddings will dry up. And what will I do? And yeah. what if I'm too old to shoot people's weddings and all this kind of shit? So yeah, I'm yeah. 48 now. And I think, and I started to have this idea of like, when do I age myself out of my clients? Yeah. And I get to the point where, I mean, they already don't understand my references. I'm going on, you know, I sit there making Austin Powers references, going tiger like a tiger. And yeah. they're looking like a mental. And yeah, I realize, yeah, yeah you're, you're 28. You have no clue what I'm talking about. So there's already that level. I think, I think your attitude and your work transcends it to a certain degree. And to a degree, I've yeah. decided to not worry about getting old and just get increasingly fucking fabulous yeah. and let them respond to that. So I think it's not, it's not the issue it was. I remember when I first started, I was like, well, you know, the wedding photography industry at that point was kind of filled with old white dudes. That was yeah. its baseline. No women, or if there were women, I didn't see them. They weren't present. Um, so, yeah, so that became a real concern of like, at what point do you age yourself out of it in terms of um, your appeal to clients and also in terms of your physical abilities? Yeah. You know, it's wedding days can be brutal. And do you want to be doing that at 67? I'm not sure I do. No. So I started the, <laughs> yeah. the commercial company as like a 
as a kind of a backup plan and I didn't really think a lot about it at the time I was just like oh, you know I could do this and as I said we're wedding photographers with army knives we we go into a wedding and we're shooting people we're posing people we're looking at light we're managing light we're bringing our own light we are shooting food we're shooting documentary work you know we we are the full package other than architecture and interiors we do it to a tiny degree but not to the same discipline um we're doing all of it anyway so i figured well you know why not use those skills um to start this company which i did like i said had a few jobs it's largely just kind of like you know headshots for the local solicitors and that kind of stuff i think the first year i did maybe three or four jobs um and that's kind of grown exponentially um yeah, that's so, good. so about six years down the line now it's now a bat registered limited company oh wow um and it's yeah about you know i think my 70 percent of my turnover this year will be free sheets and these i do largely food I work for three quite large hotel chains doing all their photography. Um, and that's a big part of my business. I work for a couple of private schools. Um, doing some really interesting work actually with a, with a, a private school down in Dorset who are um, a little bit alternative. So we're doing rather than just like, Hey, prospectus photography, yada, yada, we're doing um, editorial portraits of staff and students. So like, like okay. half an hour, with each person I talk to them and we find out what their interests are and we go and make a portrait of them that's relevant to that sometimes it's just you know in office yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes it's like we I had this marvelous kid called Petrus who did this you know amazing set with me who he was he was into fashion so we did loads of fashion-based stuff with him you know we do a lot of kind of stuff with loads of off-camera flash and throwing paper around and you know so it's really really interesting and a real privilege to do actually and you know with a given value that I understand that a state school would not have the budget for this kind of photography. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's it's a business as much as a school. But the team there are fantastic and they've given me a lot of creative freedom. So it's been uh one of the most enriching jobs I've done this year. But it's wow. it's you know, my the way my brain works is I'm not great with doing as I said before, I'm not great with repetition. I'm not great with um having to do the same stuff every day. So I kind of have rid my life of as much repetition as possible. So Fishies and Leaves brings me a different job like covering conferences the last two days um the week before that i was doing a skincare brand the week before that i was shooting models in this beautiful country house hotel the campaign images so it's kind of um it's different and it's i guess it kind of it issues this idea that um you have to be a specialist that being niche at something is is the way to succeed i've really gone the other way i i think do stuff that makes my heart happy and my brain happy and the rest will take care of itself as long as you're delivering to a decent standard i don't you know i don't pretend that my food photography is as marvelous as x y and z you know top food photographer but it's good and i'm shooting michelin star chefs and i'm producing work i'm proud of and they're pleased with um yeah. and at the end of the day that that's our baseline my barometer for success isn't even my own feelings about my work it's my clients feelings about my work and you know I found a set of clients who really like what I do and really respond to me and vice versa, especially in this yeah. industry. We've, we've become, I think, and I was certainly guilty of it when I first started shooting weddings about 15 years ago. And I think it took me a really long time to jettison the idea that I needed someone's approval. Yeah. And, and we look to other photographers for their approval. We look for someone to go, yeah, we like this. Yeah, you know, for someone. And, you know, that was the Wild West when I first started. It was like, like I said, hardly any women around. I was in groups with a lot of, quite threatened men <laughs> yeah. not threatened by me just by threatened by the way the industry was changing a kind of old guard and people were very very critical 
um it was you know you you would not get any real scraps of encouragement apart from you know a few people I could single out um it was it was hard but you were constantly looking for approval because you didn't know where else to get your approval um and you know and it was I think they had the, there's that little diagram they have don't they have like that staircase of what you think you like when you're a photographer when you're you go I'm great I'm really, yeah, really yeah. good oh my god and then you see someone else you go oh shit I'm shit I'm shit and then it kind of goes in yeah. a little staircase and I think that's true for probably most photographers as soon as our eyes are opened a little bit to what we're capable of our hearts plummet it's like oh my god I can't do that and I think it took me a really long time to stop that plummet. When Now I can look at a photographer whose work I love and go, oh, man, that is so good. I love that work. But it's not me. It's not how I shoot. It's not what my clients want. All I have to do is, you know, I, I have no anxiety about work anymore, no anxiety about weddings. I haven't for years because I go in and go, if I can perform to the level that's on my website, that's why they book me. I don't need to do anything else. Yeah. Yeah, and I so don't true. put anything on my website that I can't do again. So, yeah. you know, I've I've been there for 15 years. I've shot in holiday inns. I've paid my dues, you know, where you're looking around desperately to try yeah. and find somewhere to do a, a portrait. Like, I remember once being at this, just such a gorgeous couple, but they got married in a sports hall. And then we went to this really rough hotel that had ivy on the walls, but it was fake ivy and it had gone blue in the sun. Oh, and wow. there was nothing. And I remember finding one wall with a small rose bush in the corner. <laughs> And then just go, just go and stand by the rose bush. Yeah. Please just stand by the rose bush. And I'm working really hard to make a decent portrait out of it. You know, and I think, I, I kind of think we're, um, people forget with all the, the beautiful work that comes across on Instagram, that's where most of us learned our skills. That's yeah. how, it was the difficult weddings of, with lovely people that we learned how to see the stuff. Now I can walk into some incredible venue and it's like shooting fish in a barrel. You know, yeah. yeah, I just need to I just need to do what I do and respond to people and chat to people and make those relationships, which are a key part of any wedding day and use the skills I've already got in the bank. But it's not a hard job. Weddings are not hard. And right. I know that other people find that controversial, but I think as a job, our job is not hard. We do not work in a mine. There are pressures, but we get well paid to do something really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know what? Like Everything you're saying, I'm just like, yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. For me personally, like this year, I feel like I'm having my best year ever. Every single client has left like the best feedback ever. So it must be like something that I've done or changed or whatever I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, and isn't know, that like... the biggest validation? You've, you yeah, know, you've, yeah, you've, yeah. I think when someone's, you know, these people have observed you on the day, they've liked what they've seen and then they've liked what you've produced. I mean, that's like, yeah. that's the win, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no that's expectations to live up to. They've seen what you do. And, you know, that's, that's, that's going to be the best job ever. I think, you know, like you, yeah, about a third of my weddings are, people who have been to a wedding i've shot before um and i love doing those because it's there's a real safety in it and a real kind of and you can afford to be a bit more fun with it and i walk in with a smile on my face going oh look this emo from the wedding yeah yeah, yeah. exactly lovely it's like coming into a team again and And, you know do you know what their clicks like as well i i I honestly think Mm. they're the best runs i put more effort in my customer service or client service over everything just so i can still be back with the same sort of people again Absolutely. They are, they're always going to be our biggest cheerleaders. You know, I think back to weddings I shot, which 12 years ago that I kind of die inside when I think of someone still owning those images because they are my, my, my learning curve was shallow. It took yeah. me a long time to get good, a really long time to get good. Um, and, you know, and I think so I die slightly when I think, oh, we've been showing everyone our album. And I'm like, please don't show everyone your album. Yeah. <laughs> please show them my website now. That would 
be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. um, but those people are cheerleaders for you because yeah. you did something lovely for them and you were lovely on the day. And I think, well, I think, you know, we all have different approaches and different ways of being in the industry and different ways of attracting clients. And for some people, it is that kind of slightly tortured artist vibe. I, I don't see myself as an artist. I'm a working commercial photographer. Yeah. Right. So I don't see myself as an artist either. You're saying exactly that. <laughs> we used to have this argument with like Adam Johnson a lot, right? About like, are we artists or not? And I'm like, I don't think so. And I keep telling no. him, like, I'm a wedding photographer. I don't feel, and then like, yeah, this is probably controversial for loads of people. And they're like, no, I'm art. I'm art. I create art. I'm like, in my that's head, fine. I know what I create. For some people. Like, yeah, exactly. For me, I don't, I'm like I don't, a good I'm... wedding photographer. That's, is, yeah. that's it. <laughs> like i don't go into a wedding and impose my vision on it i'm there yeah, yeah. to serve and that's the point if yeah, we are yeah. i think where people run into i run a, a really big group beautiful group of women called shoots like a girl which is about four or five thousand women strong or something at the moment wow, okay. um so you see a lot of a nice cross-section of the industry it's new photographers older photographers and that kind of stuff um and a lot of the time you know people do post for support when they have issues with clients and things like that and i think the majority and i see this across all groups not just that group um most of the issues i think come down to not setting correct expectations yeah not communicating correct expectations about how you're going to be how you're going to deliver that kind of thing because i think that sets their expectations for service right so yeah. i think i think no one would disagree that if you said you're going to deliver a wedding in eight weeks and it takes you 12 weeks that you're not providing good service even if there's a hundred brilliant reasons for it you're not providing good service um and also, I think not just setting expectations, but how you treat them throughout. So my yeah. client group is, for whatever reason, I've never pitched for these people, but my client group generally are pretty wealthy. It's usually quite old money. It's not new money. It's yeah, these are these are families with historical wealth, inherited wealth. Um, you know, they are very, but they also are super relaxed. You know, there's very little. A lot of them have no social media presence or a small social media presence. They're really invested in their photography, and they're you know, and they're they're kind of probably slight, slightly more left of wing than some of the people yeah. around them, shall we say? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That's my little client group, but they are also people who are used to really good service because when you you know, this is the you know inequality of the world. But when you buy expensive things, yeah, you get good service with them, and that's if we need to project what we are selling which is a a reasonably high value service then we need to deliver that and that means answering emails on time that means remembering what their dog's name is and asking after their dog that means you know send, sometimes it's sending someone random memes over instagram there's lots of ways to provide good service that isn't necessarily being obsequious um but it's it's preserving that relationship making you can do stuff for them I remember dan o'day um talking at snap years ago and he's just like, it really stuck with me for some reason. You know that moment when you're leaving the wedding, right? And you're all packed up and you say yeah. goodbye to the bride and you're like, I'm out of here, I'm out of here. And you're walking out and then someone will go, oh, mate, can you just? And I just remember him turning around and going, I would love to. I would absolutely <laughs> love to. And he's like, everything in my atom is screaming, I want to go home. My God, I've been here 14 hours. I want to kill myself. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to unpack my camera and take a picture for you because yeah. it's a small thing but actually those small things are what add up to good service yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. you know you can have boundaries and you can be strict and you can you can look after yourself in that and absolutely advocate for that um i'm really clear with client boundaries they're quite important to me but i'm not their friends yeah you know i'm not their friends well i sometimes become their friends afterwards but while we have a business relationship i'm not their friends and, and that sometimes requires you being quite strict about what you're 
your uh, needs are. And also, I think this is a very female thing. Um, women are conditioned to be nice. And sometimes niceness in business is a conflict. So we think we're not being nice if we say you need to pay on time or not being nice if we leave on time. And that yeah. kind of stuff. And it's, that's not niceness. That is that is just your terms and conditions. And it's not unkind to stick to your terms and conditions. Um, but equally, there are times when I'm, you know, I'm not going to down tools and walk out five minutes before the first dance. Yeah, you know, exactly. I build in that extra service into my thing. So if someone's taking in the Mickey and they just can't be bothered to have their first dance, then I'll ask them, do you want to pay more? Or am I, shall I go? Yeah. <laughs> you know, all that kind of thing's there. But you also allow for a little bit of flexibility. So if I've, my standard package is nine hours, but in my head, that's at least nine and a half hours, if not 10, really, in real yeah. terms. So I always arrive early because I'm slightly panicky about traffic. And I'm probably always going to go late because I can't remember the last time a wedding ran to time. My, my standard package is 14 hours, but in my head, it's 16 to 17 hours right wow that yeah. is a really long day yeah yeah that, it's I indian say. weddings oh, as well though isn't it? so indian weddings oh, okay, like, yeah. so but like the 14 hours is like my it's just my it's like my get out of jail card it's just like yeah. if i do other weddings and things aren't happening and like it's just a completely dead dance floor or yeah, whatever dance it's dead. like hey well, guys being an ass as well. you know what like a good one to go yeah so then i'm like you know i'll hug them and be like look guys i'm done mm. or whatever but if the wedding is full-blown like a lot of my friends that are videographers they hate it when i'm they're, they're my friends but they hate working with me because they know that i'm <laughs> always there toward the end because i just feel like say just for the dance floor section of the wedding anyway like if it's really good and like vibing and like everyone's having this amazing time like all the photos still aren't the same like some of my best photos mm. like this year have been like the brian and groom at the end really drunk like hugging each other giving it that we did it sort of thing and i think oh i wish i had that photo from my wedding but i don't because the guy left early so now like in my head so it, but but that thought of oh it's fourteen it could be sixteen to seventeen hours that that thought is like from the minute I get an inquiry every time I see that wedding do you know what I mean like so I know that okay the next day my inquiries depending on what I've got I hope it's a bit more relaxed wedding or like you know I, I don't sit there doing like I mean I have done before in the past but now getting older as you said like I don't do like quadruple headers but I'll do like mm. double headers or maybe sometimes triple just because of the way the season works um you know i leave a lot of money on the table because i don't ever charge extra i'm I, sometimes i'm too nice like and business people when i've spoken to them i'm like how can i make more money like albums for me for example i'm so shit with like i'm a rubbish salesperson oh, if people go them. if people go over four i've taken like, them off my offering now I'm really just I, I really love them because i really feel that bride and grooms should have them like i mm. it's like in my in me it's like i, I see the way my daughters look at their album like our albums and I'm like, I want that for my bride and groom. Even if they don't know it, like 15, 20 years from now, they're going to love the fact that they had that. Because I don't feel that bride and groom's like, however it is in 20 years from now, like, I don't know, on the cloud or whatever, or just in your, within your sunglasses, whatever it is, right? They're not going to just go and be like, you know what we should do today? Let's look at our wedding photos. Whereas like, I just feel like if it's on the table, sometimes yeah. you just pick it up and you'd flip through it. I'm not trying to sell you an album, by the way, but I just think like, you know, <laughs> like, like, you want to buy one, right? But what I mean is like, but when they, people go over the spreads and like, and actually I, I tell you this up, like basically all my, all my albums, I don't want them to be claustrophobic either, but I sell them with 40 pages, 20 spreads. And normally in my head, they always get to 22, 24 spreads, like, do you know what I mean? Pages, spreads, whatever. And, um, if I tally that up and times that by 20 clients and then times it by what I would be charging, it's like five grand. I've like just let slip by. I feel guilty charging them after the fact as well. That's part of my client service though. It's just like be 
extremely nice all the time. And and it's a lot yeah. of using your common sense. If you know people are taking the piss, like, you know, oh, Rahul, we're going to have like desserts and then we're going to have a first dance like three hours later because we want to chill at the bar. Then you're like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to go no. home. <laughs> yeah. Right. But like, <laughs> it's going to be hideous for everyone. <laughs> yeah. But in my whole career, I've only had like one or two people ever take the mick. I've never, mm. and I never, even then I did let it slide. But I knew in my head, I'm like, okay, check. This happens again. They're getting charged, or I'm yeah. just leaving in the most nicest of ways. Yeah. You know, I but for me, client I service always, is like everything. It's, it's, it's absolutely. Everything. I think I always lay the groundwork before. So I'm like, you know, when we do our pre web meeting, I'm like, so this is, you've got me for nine hours. I make sure I remind them of this. You have me for nine hours. Yeah. This is the coverage. Do you want to add on an extra hour? Do you want to not? Are you happy with this? But what if something goes wrong? So I lay all the groundwork there. So I feel like then they have all the information in front of them. So I'm not surprising them with anything. Um, yeah. it, like I say, if I feel like it's a, it's a, it's just a, a matter of me then do have these people been lovely? Do I want to give my time to them for free? Yeah, I'm going to give them the next half an hour and not worry about it. And there's some days when you think uh, this has been a difficult, challenging wedding for whatever reason. And actually I'm not willing to do that. But that is, yeah. that is how we do it. Part of, part of how we structure our business is, how we do and this is releasing so we come from quite different points of view in terms of in terms of the hours we work i would not i just wouldn't work 14 hours yeah. all the money in the work wouldn't do it because i know that creatively and i really love doing dance for stuff don't get me wrong i really enjoy it and there's plenty of weddings actually that especially the um, american couples who book me to start later stay later you know because they're not getting married till four o'clock or whatever because yeah, yeah, americans yeah. think we're slightly insane with our massive long days and yeah. I can't disagree with them um but yeah so I do plenty of those kinds of sheets but I think key that we structure our business in the way that suits us and there is no right or wrong here I remember I'm going to way up north years ago and all these people come on it was very bro and people like oh yeah I stay till like midnight and I get yeah. every last tequila shot and all that and then, and I was feeling a bit like, oh, yeah, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do that. And then Sam Blake came on and she's like, I really like to be home for dinner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just such a nice counterpoint to me yeah, to go, yeah, yeah. you start to feel this pressure of expectation of how you should run your business. And you go, actually, yeah. no, I need to run it to suit me. Actually, and almost at that point, the clients are irrelevant. This is how I want to run my business. This is how I want to do it. And then the clients choose to buy into that or not. They have such a breadth of photographers to choose from with lots of different ways of operating. There are photographers I know who um, still will only edit the images couples choose. Yeah, yeah. You know? So heard... really old school That's... way of doing it. Is, is that an old school and way? It's... Because I've heard of like newer photographers doing that. Like they deliver yeah, them like so 5,000 like images. Film and they're like... Yeah. So in the old film days, you get your... Um, you get your your contact sheet of your proofs, yeah, yeah, and you choose which ones you wanted, and it's the same principle as that. But you don't get all the pictures, and they, they get the choice. So I think that's yeah, that's probably coming back in again as a as yeah. a way of doing stuff, um, you know. But I think again, it's just like this is how we choose it, and then because there's so much variety of choice to couples, they can then choose whether they buy into the way we do it or not, and that's yeah. fine. So you know, I think it's it's I, I really reject this idea of people telling anyone else that they're not serving their clients properly by their terms and conditions they are our terms and conditions yeah 100%. you know and i'll be super flexible with my clients and i'll do everything i can to give to, to give them what they need but equally they bought this product they if they were buying a, a sofa from john lewis and it was a red sofa with brown legs they wouldn't expect that sofa to turn blue and have metal legs at the end of the night yeah. you know that's <laughs> this is this yeah. is the, what we're doing but I, but that sofa would be really, really good quality. It had to have no stains on it, and and keep them going for years to come. In my sofa analogy, 
yeah 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 <laughs> i like that I, I you're right like sometimes i don't know like when i'm doing this podcast i like I, I hope people don't think oh yeah i should do it the way the rahul does it or whatever like because i talk about my because this is what works for me i enjoy staying to the end because i actually love music and i love like yeah listening to the djs like, and that's it. I know it works it. for you yeah and it works for me and i and i'm to me and also a part of like me staying to the end is like i'm not continuously shooting i bring my laptop i start backing up i do like a whole right. bunch of like other little things as well i've forgotten like the term but like you know like i don't know like say when footballers like go to play football and they're like oh i must touch my lucky scarf or whatever and then like oh like you know, superstitions like, superstition like yeah exactly so like for me when i do certain things and i'm like oh shit's going really well then i become superstitious in the sense that like yeah. i don't want to go back and like not do that stuff anymore if that makes sense like you know i did it started like three years ago for example making a slideshow within two three days for every single client mm. and i've not stopped since like even though i probably could and you know maybe stop yeah. but i'm like all right, I started doing it and now I don't know whether all my clients expect it because it's not in the deliverables. It's like a surprise. Yeah. I don't write like, hey, you get a slideshow. I just I just give it to them. Even though when they've booked you or while they're booking and inquiring with you, they've seen like all the recent slideshows. But, you know, a year later, mm. they forget that they ever saw slideshows. Yeah, absolutely. And they probably so, don't, aren't timing it either. Exactly. Yeah. So when they, when they get that, it like it's just really works for me. So it's something that like, you know, I could put it in the nine dots group, I guess, like, there's something that I do and then people are like, oh, I don't need to do that. And then there's other people like mm. piping up saying, I don't deliver anything for like four weeks. And it's, like, yeah. it's, it's, and it's all fine, own. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. as long as like, it's working for you, it's I never it's say tell people good. they have, yeah, I never tell yeah. people they have to do it the way I do it because the way my brain works is I, I'm on a high after a wedding and I don't see the point in wasting that time. So Me unless too. it's been like a, a long time away or something, like I come yeah, home yeah. and I cull and do previews before I go to bed. Yeah. So when enough. they wake up in the morning, they have 50 images that they can share that works for me in terms of my time used and it also works for me in terms of um marketing so i've got that on instagram straight away they will probably share that really really fast when everyone's still excited before they've got a, a massive kind of like um phalanx of blurred images that their mates took yeah, yeah. You know, they're going to share these ones first um it's really nice for them to have those to celebrate with there's loads of good reasons to do it um, and also because I, and also, so in that I've done, I've done 50 images or 75 images or whatever, sometimes 150 if I've really, really had fun. <laughs> um, oh, okay. And they also serve as a reference for when I send the images to my editor the next day. Okay. So by Sunday afternoon after a wedding, that wedding is the bulk of that work is effectively done for me. Um, cause that, cause I, I cannot bear work hanging over me. I have no editing yeah, hanging over me at any time. I can't yeah, yeah. bear it. it and it's not because I think that's the way to do it or I think it's the way we should do it or anything like that it's because I cannot tolerate that level of stress yeah so I would rather work really really hard all the time with this kind of self-imposed ridiculous schedule and sometimes it is ridiculous and I burn out with it because I don't like that feeling of of guilty expectation even though they're not putting pressure on me you know I say yeah. my deliverables are within four to six weeks I deliver them in two and a half three you know, no one is knocking at my door going, where are my images? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So know Especially if you give them such a nice such nice yeah. amount of previews, that you could wait That's three it. months. I mean, like, yeah, in my I contract, it's three months. I have clients who assumed you know. that was all the pictures. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Thanks so much for all our wedding pictures. You know, like, we yeah, yeah. such great interaction. I think there are more, right? You know, yeah. you're going to get like 800. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> but... you haven't got any of your family photos where we spent an hour <laughs> yeah, doing exactly. them. So you might want them. Bless you. Bless you, dum-dums. But yeah, so it's, um, yeah. It's something, like I said, it's with anything else. It's just kind of structuring 
to work for you. And I think that doesn't come easily to look at your business as a holistic thing and figure out how that works for your brain and your life, your life. Yeah. That's really important. This yeah, was, yeah, you know, yeah. I was a I was a sex ed teacher before I was this. Okay. So I spent 15 years talking kid, to kids with um, autism about sex, which was, you know, highly specific, but really, really fun. But the lifestyle stopped suiting me. I'd become interested in photography and I was really excited by it. And I found that I was just spending my brain, you know, that point when you, you start to learn photography and your brain just does that switch where everything you see then becomes a photograph, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start going, oh, that would be so good if I could get yeah, some. Look at that light, look at that light. Yeah, yeah. oh my God, yeah. But how often does that go to our brains? Like 20 yeah, all the time. times a day. <laughs> even now, <laughs> even to this day. Kind of like, if I lost that, that's the point where I'd be doing something else because yeah. I'm still excited to see some beautiful light and put someone in it. Yeah. That's at the end of the day, still what excites me and still what kind of like makes me happy. And the, you know, the client service makes me really happy. The fact that I'm making people happy is good. But those, all those little, that, and I think that's why you see, um, so there's a lot of talk about people, neurodivergent people at the moment and people getting diagnoses late in life for neurodivergency. And I think it can feel a bit overwhelming, like, oh my God, is everyone ADHD? But what it is, I think, is we work in a creative industry people are naturally drawn people with neurodivergent brains are naturally drawn to because we can structure our own time there's so much dopamine feedback in a wedding yeah, right so we get much. like the the yeah. relational dopamine we get the, the 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 practical stuff oh i made a pretty picture it's really cool yeah, everything yeah. changes all the time we don't have time to get bored and as i said before i get bored in a breath i am i have no attention span whatsoever so you know i can get super excited by this and then i'm super excited by the cake over there and then i'm, I'm like a child yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then i'm super excited by something else um you know so it's it's all those little bits of dopamine feedback are coming back for me and i think it's something that is that yeah it just we just tailor it to our brains and we and we see what works and it's really hard to see the big picture so sometimes you only see a little snapshot and sometimes yeah. you don't know why it works for you but it I, does i've never really thought about it in that way you know like but like i love the little dopamine hits as well like I normally think about the big one, which is like once I send my previews, like I'm expecting, like I want the big gushing WhatsApp or email back, right? But I do get like dopamine hits from like when I not when I edit the photos, but when I make the slideshow and I watch it back, I'm like, oh shit, yeah. this is actually good. You're actually Apply not, yourself. yeah, exactly. I'm not too bad. And then and then like and then I get excited to like send it out, and they're like, oh, we're gonna watch it tonight, so I get a little hit from that, and then yeah. they like then they watch it, and then like oh. nowadays I'm getting like voice notes. Like I'm not a voice note person, so I have to reply oh back my to God. them with text. Everyone's into voice notes now, right? It's, the I know. it's just the yeah. thing. It feels it's like an thing. answer machine to me, but everyone loves them. Yeah, They're yeah. Nice. My brother does the same. Like he'll 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 like voice note me messages, and I'm like, yeah. you know, you're getting a text reply. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. See, I I dictate messages, but trouble is, it makes me sound like an illiterate hillbilly because siri doesn't understand what i'm saying despite me having yeah. like received pronunciation english accent it absolutely doesn't understand what i'm saying and so i just send it without looking and people just come back going what, what? <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i just sound like uh, yeah sound like a hillbilly none of it makes any sense yeah because um yeah because i can't be bothered to type it because i'm not fast enough it just irritates me but equally i'm not quite at the level of voice notes yeah maybe maybe yeah. next year maybe 2024 is the year of the voice note i don't know yeah, exactly. I think I think it will be at one point. Like you know, like actually, like bit of a tangent. But even my daughter, like she was, like I taught her how to you know, like use my old old MacBook. I gave it to her as a gift and stuff. And like because I was getting her tuition, so I wanted to break it to her nicely and be like, "But this is yours, but you're also getting tuition." Anyway, and so then I taught her how to like send like uh, iMessages, right? Mm. And like when she sent me the first one, I was so happy. I'm like, "Oh my god, I've saved it on my phone as well." I'm like, you know, I took a screenshot and everything. Like 
that's the first message I taught this little human, you know, Aww. how to like send me. But now she starts to do voice notes. So I'm like, look, you basically are not allowed to send me voice notes. You have to type them because I wanted to get better reading and writing anyway. And so I'm like, you can send as many messages as you want. Do it to all your cousins. I don't care. But they're not voice notes. I go, you do voice notes. I'll take that laptop away. But if you want to type it, and the thing is, you do get like, obviously, you know, autocorrect in the, in the thing and stuff. But I just want her to like, you know, basically I want her to be better in English, which is why she's got tu- tuition. So for me, I'm like, this is a one way right of there. like, yeah. So it's like, you know, let her like teach her in a, in, a, in a more fun way, right? Like, and gives her some independence and all sorts of good stuff. So Yeah, you've got to have the skills in place first before you can choose not to use them. Yeah, And you exactly. know, it's just that same principle of photography, isn't it? You've got to know the rules of photography in order to choose whether or not you're going to ignore them. Uh, I mean, we, I was just saying this before, like, obviously we, st- we started recording and stuff. But like, for me, like my client services, I feel like is what I pay, like, you know, most of my attention to. Like, I, my client service is better than my photography. If people are going to rate me, which is which is better it's 100 percent because but but these are things that like you were saying you know they're all things that i choose to do like if if my clients like i i sort of encourage them to send a set up a whatsapp group with me um with the bridegroom just just those two the couple basically and you know and then i'm like look if you're going to decor or wherever and then you need to ask questions because i get lots of people always asking me questions like should i do this for applying should i do that should i do this like just feel free to whatsapp me it'll be the quickest way like i can't lie i'm pretty attached to my phone so i i would like you know respond quite swiftly you know like i ask them for reviews and my reviews i ask for them as soon as i send a slideshow because they'll send yeah. me like a really beautiful email back or, or whatsapp and i'll be like oh can you put that as a google review by the way it really would mean a lot to my business mm. if you could do that and like so all my reviews like you know are pretty much like i don't go chasing for them afterwards you know they just do it straight away there and then that's the way they think, do it well they're still like... on a high you know yeah yeah and they're exactly. still kind of they still remember really keenly what you did for them i think that's a really good approach yeah and also i think it's because like i've because after the slideshow and stuff, then the client service is still the same. It's still high. It's still on par, especially if they've got an album and stuff. But the contact is way less now. Yeah, It'll be like in another month's time, I'm going to get back to you with mm. a gallery. And then you'll see that gallery. And then like, you know, and then you've got to choose to your uh, photos. And even though they love the gallery, you know, choosing photos for an album is a, it's a, it's a chore. Like, you know, they're busy going out, living their life. Like no one wants to sift through like 800 to 1,000 photos and be like, I need to pick the best 200. It's like, no one wants to do that. No, so, this is why I have like five sets of couples who haven't chosen their album images yet. And yeah. I also haven't pushed them because I hate designing albums. Yeah, I, I put one little line because like I put one little line and which is like, if you don't select your album, I've, it's written in a nice way, but it's like, I'll charge you £350 extra if you don't do it within two weeks of me sending the gallery. And so what I do get is people going, oh, Rahul, like, um, I'm just, we're, we, you know, we're doing a delayed honeymoon or like whatever their excuses are. And I, I've never charged anyone this money. Yeah ever and i wouldn't even if they came back to me like a year later unless they were taking a proper mic i don't know but I, yeah. even for me see that's the thing i think a year later is still all right like um but i'm like it, it just pushes them so now i have yeah it comes, it's a line in the sand for them to know that there is a consequence yeah. to this because there is consequences to us so i kind of i have one of mine says if you don't choose within six months i will design you an album and send it to you oh yeah we'll make okay, sure it's got a product yeah but you know but I have never followed through on that because I understand, you know, people have lives and yada yada. Maybe it's, I'm a bit soft on it, but and most of the time, but what, what I so what I do is an alternative is what I'm going to email out in the next month or so to all those people is the prices of albums have gone up significantly yeah. since your wedding. 
we need to get this done now or I will have to charge you the difference. Oh, yeah, that's a good um, way to put it as well. Because it is it is happening, you know, and I've probably already lost a bit of money on those albums just as a result of what's happened in the last six months. Yeah. And I don't want it to go any further than that. So I, I kind of try and keep it to, a you know, the following financial year. But I do get it. I think also as well, people are so wrapped up in their weddings and they're so excited by them at the time. But actually, once their life gets back to normal, you quite quickly fall Start off the it. wedding cliff, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. with your lives. And I get that. So someone going, hey, I'm so excited to pick the images for your album nine months down the line when you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, see that thing? Yeah. That thing I bought. But equally, they paid yeah. a lot of money for something. Get it. You know, I want them yeah, to Yeah, I deliver it. <laughs> and we like need to say, deliver it as well. Absolutely. And like you said, it's what you harking back to you said earlier about people having printed images, you know, I've started taking photos on film and I still, well, still occasionally make time make tin types and amber types. So I, for me, the, I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated by how we receive and consume imagery and how much that's changed in the last few years and how much it's, we're in a massive turbulent point of change with it, with AI yeah. now, you know, it's how we, how we receive image, what truth is, all those kind of bigger issues are really, really fascinating to me. Um, and how also how we perceive self, this is something I'm just obsessed with at the moment, that people will put a picture of themselves heavily filtered on the oh, internet, yeah. even though, they don't look like that. They know they don't look like that. All their friends know they don't look like that. And then all their friends go, oh, mate, you look beautiful, you look gorgeous, you look yeah. the other. So <laughs> yeah. therefore reinforcing this idea that that's what you look yeah. like. And I'm like, do you know now? Or do you actually believe that's what you look like now? Because then, because that has an impact for us as photographers, who then when we deliver images that are more accurate to how people look like, self-image is a huge thing. For some people, that's quite shocking to yeah. go, oh, even just as much as the fact that their phone's flipping their face. And what they're seeing versus what we're delivering is is a mirror image, and faces look different. My I've got like what a really wonky side of my face, so I kind of like when it flips the other way, I go whoa, yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, so it's quite shocking for people. But I think people's the plasticity of our brains are 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 really under stress from how we are considering our own self image in, in the current digital age, and that will only get worse with AI. Yeah, can you imagine a scenario where someone? kind of like has their wedding AI to pieces. I think we're quite safe actually from AI in this industry because there is a level of authenticity. We hope that yeah, we're going yeah. to no, I think there will be. But there will be changes. I think once clients crack onto what we can do now, yeah. I think we'll have to start putting in our contracts really clearly what we will do, both from an ethical point of view. Like I'm not going to make your wedding look like it wasn't your wedding because that is the antithesis of what I'm doing for you, for me. For other people, it may be absolutely fine and that's absolutely fine. Yeah. You know, God go with them. But I think for me, there has to be a, a kind of a stop point where there has to be a level of authenticity. I'm not going to be a purist about it because there is no authenticity in photography to a degree. The minute we take a picture, we're making a judgment. We're not record. We're not. We don't record anything. We make choices, you know, and that will go throughout our, our photography careers. Whether um, every time we pick up a paintbrush in in Photoshop, every time we make an adjustment in Lightroom, we are making a creative choice that alters reality. So there is, you know, there is no puritanism, puritanism about this. But there is also there has to be an ethical line for everyone. Um, so I'll happily remove a, you know, the wedding planner stood in the corner at the end of the end of the aisle because they didn't think to move or something oh, like that. That's absolutely. I, I had fine. a dressmaker do that the other day. She had, she was oh, actually made the dress, which was it was an epic dress, and I was just like, oh my god, like I've never met a dress designer come to the wedding and then put the dress on the bride and everything. And it was a yeah. super epic dress and everything. So I was just like, I took some photos of her, but then at the end. I was like, why are you still down the bottom of the aisle? Why are you yeah. there? And the thing is, I'm I'm I feel like I work really hard, right? But I can be flipping lazy when I want to be. 
And me being lazy is this. I'm not willing to take a photo, a photo out of Lightroom anymore and put it into Photoshop and use generative AI to get rid of that person. I'll yeah. leave her in because she's not in just one mm -hmm. photo. She's in 40 photos. So my brain is, or unfortunately in this circumstance, I can't call the image. But sometimes right, if I'm doing an off-camera flash portrait and I'm like, shit, I really don't know how to like Photoshop this out. This would be such a banging image if I could just like do something. But I'm like, you know yeah. what? Call it. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, it's an image because point, I don't care. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. it's like, there's a point where I'm like, I, yeah, and and even with just make like, a judgment about how much time you're willing to invest in something yeah. versus the and you is know, it it's worth it? Equation. What? Yeah, what? What are you going to yeah. get back from that? That's that's the and first I think, thing I know, think about straight away. Mm, like, absolutely. There's plenty of times I go through and go, is, is that image worth saving? Is it strong enough for me to spend all that time doing it? And will it have the impact in the gallery? If it won't, then it goes because they don't know it exists. They've never no. seen it. These are cold images. That's the point of it. You know, and I'm really. Yeah, I just think it's it's kind of like we make those judgments all the way through. We will continue as AI um, has more of an impact on our, and it will have a huge impact on our industry, not just specifically for wedding photographers. But I mean, I do book covers. That's that's a danger place. Oh, yeah. Uh, headshot photographers. That's a real danger place. Stock photographers, if they're not already in panic, I imagine they will be soon. It's there's you know, it's going to have a huge impact. This And there's the, the fact that even our deeply regressive government have come out saying that they need to put money aside for the impact that AI is going to have on the workforce over the next decade or so. Yeah. It tells me that, you know, assessments are quite bleak actually about, you know, they're thinking about putting money into middle age training for middle aged people because a lot of people are going to be out of jobs across many industries. Um, and while we have certain things, which I think we're quite safe for, there's some things that are going to change. And I think for us as wedding photographers, hopefully people will still want their weddings to look like their weddings and not some, fan, you know, fantasist version yeah. of it. But I think it will start to include more work because when folks know that you can, we have a piece of software that can remove that crease on their dress or can remove this, that and the other, or make themselves look different, how they're yeah. used to manipulating themselves on their phones, that is a real danger place. It's, it's a danger place, but I think, I think like... Marketing... Sorry, like I think it's a danger place, okay. but I think like it's like then just showing what you're true to, and I think you'll still get the yeah. clients. I never used to really. And that's retouch. where our marketing is going to come yeah, in, right? Exactly. I never used to retouch photos before, but now because of the adaptive enhanced portrait pre preset, it's like one click, boom, done. And then I can yeah. just run it. Like I can go and make coffee and be like, "Here's like the sixty portrait photos. Just mm. run it through that, you know." Yeah. Um. And I, and I, this like AI made made me do that now because I'm actually the images mm. do look better and they take out just a slight amount, like. You know, I apply it and then I reduce the amount down and then I put it across yeah. all the images. I think but... there's, I kind of see it as a repairing thing. So I, I generally, I'm too much of an old feminist to do any, make any changes to someone. I, my ethical point is I will remove stuff that shouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you spill a glass of wine down your dress, if you've got a zit in the middle of your forehead, that shouldn't be there. That's not part of you. That's a temporary thing. So I'll happily remove that. Um, I generally don't remove anything without someone's express, not even permission, but someone's expressed desire. Will I change yeah. anything about them? Um, but I also I sometimes do skin soften a little bit because yes, yeah, I'm doing yeah. Sony's are so crunchy. Yeah, that's what it's I mean. So they yeah, pick yeah. up everything that the the naked eye doesn't pick that up. So actually, I think to deliver that is quite brutal. Um, yeah. Especially if you're doing not for everything, not for in fact, not for even like ninety five percent of photos. But if you're doing a really close up like bridal prep or whatever, something like that, where the skin tone yeah, is really that's apparent. literally the only time I do use yeah. it is like like portraits which are like up close and i, I don't yeah. do it during the ceremony and and yeah bridal prep no, as well no. and actually, and yeah i've like... looked at pictures of myself before and gone what 
I look like a lizard. What's yeah. going on? And it's because you can see every single pore and yeah, every yeah. single bit of skin and everything else. And it's actually like, whoa, no one needs to see that. No, exactly. <laughs> I, like, I don't, I don't know. I would draw the line when it comes to like, I think even now, you know, like my marketing or, well, what I put out into the world, I would say, is more like, even though I love portraits and stuff, it's like more like documentary. No, it's not even, documentary is like, makes me sound like I'm really good at like layering and shit, but I'm not. I just take nice candid photos with more than yeah. just the one person in there <laughs> like do you know what I mean <laughs> so it's like with some that's thought what... gone into it <laughs> yeah exactly it's not just like you know like those old 72 200s where it's just someone laughing in a frame yeah. oh yeah like yeah and it's like what are they <laughs> laughing like, at that's all anyone delivered in the early yeah 90s, I, I used <laughs> to do that I used to do that it would be like <laughs> one person just laughing or like just two heads laughing yeah. Rest of the body chopped off. So yeah, it's, it's like... still something I say when I have a new second shooter. I'm like, I don't, I don't do headshots. This isn't a headshot oh, session. Really? So I want to see context. Yeah. I want to see people. I want to see interaction. I want to see. It doesn't have to be. You don't. They have to be clear. It can be facts of heads or whatever. Yeah, it, something. It be, but it has to. Be, it has to have context. Everything has to have context. Yeah. Make sense to me and fit in with what I'm doing. I mean, I'm just like the worst person to second shoot for. I reckon. <laughs> I think I'm pretty good to second shoot for, but I'm. I'm harsh when it comes to like, once they give me their image, I just start yeah. culling. I'm like, don't need that. Don't... Again, this is where I become lazy, especially if they've got a different camera than me, right? So like some, mm. sometimes mm. they've slipped through the net and it's been like Fuji and I'm like, fuck, yeah, no. there's no way to match Fuji colors. This there's, there's no way. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, my reconciling is culling. <laughs> like, I just like- I need to send it to Udio and get them to do it. Oh, really? But I don't know That's if you can, you can still tell though, right? Like for me- um. I think you can if you know what you're looking for, but I think yeah, clients. I won't. guess clients won't. Okay, fair enough. I, I just, I, it really, I don't know. Like, I always like to like look at my gallery when I put it through like pick time. Once I upload everything, I like mm. to like look at the gallery in their view, whatever that's called. Oh shit! And just yeah, have a I quick spot things through. in the pick time gallery yeah. that I would not have spotted at any other point in the process. Like yeah. literally, quite glaring things that I'm like, what? yeah. Why is then, then I sit there and I'm like, I need to delete these photos and then yeah. rename them and re-upload again. So yeah, hey, exactly. See, I'm, I'm exactly the same. So I, I like to have a look, look. It's like my final thing before I send the full gallery. Just have a quick glance mm -hmm. through. And sometimes also what I do notice is like, it's not even editing or like different cameras, but it's just like, sometimes you just have like a mum that is just like more extroverted and just like is full of like energy. Yeah. And then the other mum is like really introverted and quiet and shy. But I mm -hmm. always need balance and like it might feel bad yes. for that client, but I'm like, some of those really nice photos of the other mum has got to go. <laughs> like because yeah. I, otherwise i'd be like how come there's just of this and like and know? that's something you really you really learn from experience isn't it it's, yeah i think this at certain points my my client service level has gone up at certain points and a lot of it's changes in my life so when i became a parent i got how important it was to have a picture of your kid yeah, yeah you yeah. know even if they didn't ask for it at some point get a, if you can't get it candidly get a posed one someone with their mother and their son or their mother and their daughter but that's the shit that we see put up on you know, as we've been here for doing what fifteen years now, you see pictures got on Facebook pages when people have died. Yeah, yeah. And those are the pictures they're using. Yeah. And I kind of think and that's what, what they I care about. Take... That's, that's it. That's, all, that's to me. That's what they care about. Them at that point. Yeah. You know, it's like um, and it's yeah, it's just yeah, it's I think it's just super important to to kind of like we're not shooting for now. We're shooting for twenty years in the future when some of these people aren't around anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that doesn't exactly mean we can't saying. be creative. Yeah. It can't be follow our own personal kind of like you know visual dreams or whatever but also in in serving that client sometimes it's second guessing what they don't know they need yeah even if they have a problematic relationship with someone you know and it and an opposed loving picture together wouldn't be appropriate i try and really have it in the back of my mind and it's the same with having people who are full of life and color at a wedding 
the you know visually we want to take pictures of that person with the cool shoes with the big red yeah, hair yeah, yeah. and the huge laugh and that kind of stuff but actually we need to pay attention to the mum in the corner who is just the quiet mum but she loves her kid just as much as the loud mum does yeah 100%. so we need to make sure she's featured as much and I think it's you know it's it's seeing those things that that probably wouldn't have occurred to me before my parents got old or before I was a parent myself yeah. or before certain things happened in my life when I was young I was a bit of an idiot I'll be honest um, as we all are, it's part, yeah. part of being young, right? You're an idiot. Of course. Great. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's I still how, am sometimes. You know, <laughs> like, we were, yeah. yeah, exactly. If we were born wise, it wouldn't work. That's the, that's the gift that, you know, age gives us. So I think, yeah, it's... Um, I, I it's did the really same key to kind of second guess that for them. Yeah, exactly. I did I did the same actually at my brother's wedding. Like, you know, like Ross was there and I was just like, I bullied him to like taking some family photos of me. Like, because I don't have any of like me with my kids. Mm. So I'm like, Ross, no. like... If when you got a minute, which is now, <laughs> like I played the <laughs> I'm the groom's brother role, right? Yeah. Can you take some photos of me and my daughter? Can you do a family session over exactly. here? Is that all right? Just, just quickly <laughs> while nothing's <laughs> happening, you know, like because but, but this is the thing, like everyone hops on about like all these like documentary photos or candid or portraits, which are amazing. But then when I go around to like my family's houses or my friends' houses and I see the photos that are up on their wall, like I always notice them, and it's just like they're just group photos. Of people looking at the camera, which is, and they go up everywhere. I've had clients where the mum's died. Only one client, actually, she, her mum died. And, but it, she was actually, it was a candid photo, but she was looking straight into my 7200 lens. And they mm. used that for her, like, funeral as the photo. But, like, if I look at other ones that have passed away, when I've been invited and I go to the, like, prayers and stuff, it's just, they put the group photos in. They put the group yeah. photos in. The, my last, actually, just a wedding in August. And she booked me because she, she booked me because my dad had vascular dementia and passed away from vascular dementia. And she knew that I was raising money by doing um, like the marathon. And I did all this other stuff and I was trying to raise money. And she really loved that. And then she was like, wow, your photos are actually good as well. So like, I was like, thank you for that. <laughs> but she booked me because of that, because her granddad had like vascular dementia, right? And mm. so like we were talking about that, but then she was just like, oh, can you come early to the wedding? Like as soon as I'm like ready, she goes, I just want to have like all these photos with my parents and my family and my, and especially my granddad, because, mm. you know, later on he'll be too tired. And I'm like, yeah, hundred percent. I'll come whenever mm. you want. You tell me and I'll be there. And then, you know, like obviously he passed away like a month later. And then, so then when I see what she's posting on like social media, just to announce the like passing and stuff, it's the photos of them looking right at a camera, which is yeah. one stipulation. I think I have with my second, what I want my second photographers to be good is like, you need to be able to take a good family photo, like a group photo under pressure. Mm. Like what, what I mean is like when there's drinks reception going on, and there's loads of people. I need, if, if, if an uncle, whoever, and I don't know how close these people are or if he's going to die tomorrow or later on that night or whatever it is, if they ask you for a group photo, it needs to be good. Yeah. Like you need to like, like if you have to tell people, Oh, please move out of the way or tell them let's move out to some nice light or whatever it is. Mm. I feel like that is the biggest thing that they have to be able to do. Cause that's what yeah, I make like. it worth your time. Yeah, like, and that'll, and that'll show your worth, right? and it's giving them something really precious. It's like it's a win-win. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. But my second photographers, yeah. that's what I always tell my clients. I'm like, they have to be able to do that. Like, I have to leave them alone, and they have to be able to take that one group photo because that could be the yeah. most important photo of the entire wedding. It definitely won't be the candidates or the mm. details. It will be that flipping photo. Yeah, so to like, the point now where people say they don't want group shots. I'm like, are yeah. you absolutely sure? I used to love it when yeah, someone yeah. said they didn't want group shots. Like, high five. Yeah. I met a client years ago. Who went, she was a absolutely lovely woman, um, but the wedding was full of quite high profile movie stars. So okay. 
they are used to being photographed, so I wasn't allowed to use flash, I wasn't allowed to pose anyone, I wasn't, I had to be super, super subtle in the background, like ninja level, and they didn't want anything posed whatsoever. And I remember after the wedding, she said, I'm just really gutted we don't have X, Y, and Z. And I was like, uh-huh. and I said, why? And it's because the point, you know, she'd phone me and I went, I don't understand this phone call because I've done exactly what you've told me to do. And yeah. she was like, yeah, I'm just really disappointed. And it, interestingly, I was really gutted by that because I really loved her and I loved her family and it was a lovely wedding, even though I couldn't share anything of it. Um, and then, it, weirdly, she she got in contact with me via Twitter like two years later and just said, I'm just, I just, I, you've been on my mind and I just really feel like I need to apologise because there was a lot of stuff going on in my family at the time and I think I took that out on you a bit. Okay. And actually, I think, you know, I love the images. We look at them all the time and I'm so happy with them. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like I, I was unfair to you. Um, and that was really good. Yeah, it was so good of her to do that, yeah. I think, to, to, to remember that I'm a person behind a business for a start. And secondly, to kind of like to, and also for me, it was lovely in terms of closure to a wedding that I'd loved doing, but had a slightly feeling yeah, about yeah. because she felt there wasn't enough photos of X, Y, and Z, all these people together, even though I was asked specifically not to. But, you know, that stayed in my mind as well, because even when people say that now, I say, are you sure? Okay, group shots can be boring, but I can do them really freaking fast. Give me five, I can do them in five minutes. It's absolutely fine. But they may be photographs which aren't don't feel important to you now, but they might feel important to you later. And what crucially, they might be really important to your dad or really important to your mom. Yeah. And I think, you know, and that's something for us as well. I I the whole pandemic and all that kind of stuff caused me to have a really good look at how I structured my life and how I structured my business. And increasingly more, my dad's just actually been diagnosed with vascular dementia. And I suddenly occurred, if he died tomorrow, I've got about three pictures of him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? fuck? 55,000 of strangers I'll never see again. It's crazy. So, you know, part of my mission for next year is I've kind of like, every year I set myself a bunch of um, targets and things like that. And next year, the targets are going to be make my life work for me more. I've done it with my business and I've stretched my business in a way that works for me and I really enjoy but actually, in terms of timing, in terms of the time I spend with people, yeah, that yeah. needs to change. That's what I've realized. I'm not spending time with people as much because I love my job and I really, you know, and I'm always doing this and that. And, that. and I broke up with my husband this year as well. They're very lovely, conscious, uncoupling, beautiful divorce, you know, very fond of each other. But we've been together for 28 years. So it was like, it was a real kind of like, oh my God, this is a bit of okay. a mindset. So it's kind of like, so it's been a, a year of real change for me, but also a year that's been my busiest in terms of the amount of time I've spent taking pictures. It's been by far even busier than the, you know, the Great Wasteland of 2021 after, after the pandemic and that kind of stuff. But yeah, so I need to reevaluate actually what is going to be important to me in 10 years time. And it won't be the picture, the headshots I took of Kathy on her branding session. Yeah, yeah, It will be exactly. the pictures I took of my dad in his garden. Yeah. So that's where I need to, to be crush, be critical. It's really hard because I have clients who put a lot of demands on me, especially commercial clients who who will book me with their weeks. It's not like wedding photography where they book you a year in advance. These people go, we need these pictures for the special release on Friday. Yeah. And if they're a long-standing client, I have one client who gives me maybe uh, 40 grand a year income. So they are my priority. And I will bend over backwards to make sure they for get sure. what they need. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know? But sometimes that means I'm sacrificing myself. So I've had to relearn how to be very clear with them. And the way I've done it, I've done it obliquely by sharing my diary with them. And I've blocked out. So when I don't want to work, I've blocked it out. They don't see what it is. They just know I'm busy. Yeah. 
so I've, I've blocked in periods when I can't work and I've and I've spoken I've got my entire career wedding or otherwise is based on relationships and I've made good relationships with my commercial clients as well so I can say to them I love you dearly but oh, if my dog's yeah. sick I'm going to be with my dog because my dog is more important to me than any job in the world and yeah, that might seem enough. mad to you and it might not feel important to you but the thing is it's important to me and I'm not going to live my life full of regret so that's what I'm going to do. So if I call off a job, I'm going to apologize hugely and I'll do anything I can to make it up for it. But equally, if my kid is devastated or my dog is dead or my dad's ill, it's absolutely not. I'm not going to think about it. It's a business. Yeah. And it's the same to a degree, I think, with with weddings are so loaded with the personal element and we put so much into making these work clients and, and giving what we can to clients, but it is still our job. And while I absolutely, I'd have to be bleeding out of my eyes not to turn up at a wedding. I will work through almost anything. Yeah. And even with weddings, which I think are, um, you know, so personal. And I will do absolutely everything to make sure I shoot a wedding. I mean, I would not not do a wedding because I was feeling crap or because I had the flu or whatever. I would, you know, some things you have to put in the control of the client. Yeah. But I would work through almost anything. But there are key moments. I think we have to absolve ourselves of a, a quite inaccurate sense of guilt. That yeah. if your parent was sick and you didn't go because you were at a wedding. That's crazy. This is just a job. We could, and I think sometimes it's an ego thing as well. We can elevate this idea that our photographs are the most important things in the world. No, they're not. They're not. They're part of a day and people will have them, but they will have other people taking photographs. So actually, while it is important, we deliver and we do our job to the best of our ability. Actually, that wedding will happen with us or without us. Yeah, I um, I totally agree. We're not like, the most important part of it, you know. No, we're not. We're not. You know, you know, like you see people complaining all the time, right? Where they go, "Oh my god, I couldn't get this image. I couldn't get the image." Yeah, yeah but did the couple have a good day? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I, 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 you know what? I don't want it to turn into a ranty podcast because honestly, I can rant about some <laughs> what people say. Like, we're so lucky, and this, so, so, I'm so grateful for this job. Like, I always tell like my clients mm. when they when they're like, "Oh yeah, but you don't get too much time in the summer or whatever," like you know, because of holidays. And I mean, this is the best job in the world because. All right, those six weeks my kids are off school. Okay, I'm not around as much, but the other like 46 weeks, I am there every day, Monday to Friday. I wake them up, I give them cuddles, I take them to school, I give them like pick them up, I do 100%. everything. And so, like when I'm not around, yeah, it hurts them a bit, and I'm more conscious of it now because you know I'm bound by school holidays. So like now every year, like like I love this job but like at the same time like like I need to take a weekend off so I can have like a two week yeah. break with that weekend in the middle because I, I, I'm yeah. stuck now with with those kind of things so, but you know but then also like you know I always think and I like and this is like you know part of the job I guess is like being open with my wife and be like look if I do take that weekend off it's going to cost us like oh, I'll just pull out a figure like five grand to go away on holiday but it's yeah. going to cost me 10 grand in loss of earnings so this yeah. holiday like is going to cost like 15 grand like so I prefer now I just tell my wife, I'm like, look, you know when we're going to go away? I don't even want to take a booking over Easter holidays. But if you want a, a good two-week holiday, Easter is the time for me because I rarely book yeah. a wedding. And I'm happy to forego like that one wedding that could just get away or like on Easter weekend. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not even going to take that. I block it out now. And like, yeah. And for summer, I'm just like, we'll see where the bookings are at. And like, then we'll see. Yeah. Because I need to you keep booking. You can start to see like, quite early, can't yeah. you? Where the pattern's falling. Yeah, yeah. And you think, actually, I've got two weeks in August where nothing's booked. Let's just, yeah. let's blank that but out now. now. Let's but now just, the pattern's you know. changing because people are booking later and later. You know, I just booked like two mm. weeks ago. I booked a wedding in December. I'm like, what? Well, it's like unheard yeah, of. Yeah, I've just booked, you know? I booked the, my three, I've got three weddings next month and they all booked within the last eight weeks. Yeah, see? And they're all but one of full days. Yeah, wow. Exactly. exactly. That's so unusual the trend's changing. Usually I go into a year fully booked. It's my 
is my normal MO and has been for the last five or six years. But this year, I think I will go in probably a few down. Yeah. Um, you know, I've but, you, but you will well. get them. Get I think them they're going to the get year. them. Yeah, I'll get yeah. them. They'll come. But it's it's and you yeah. do. Get, I remember going into the year. I think it was like 2017 or something. I would like I'd always booked really healthily, and I went into the year with three weddings booked, and I was like, oh my god, well my business is dead. I've only got three weddings. Yeah, and I ended up shooting nearly 30 by the end of that year. Wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So there are just like you have to accept. Sometimes you just have to hold your nerve and go. This has always worked out, and it will work out. All the stuff's in place. I'm doing the same thing I've always always done. Sometimes you just have aberrant years. You just have weird flexes and flows yeah. and you just kind of have to go with it and hold your nerve and get fine that's the exciting part of the weddings as well mm. you know what? i was going to go back to like what you're saying you know we're like taking photos like i say of your dad and stuff like that right you know you know what like taking photos is a chore what i mean is like you know taking an actual camera out because like in nine dots like i'm sure probably in your group as well like loads of people are like what what travel camera can i have what personal camera yeah. can i have and i'm like you can have a smaller camera and it could be smaller than your phone if you want it to be right and it could be cost you 10 grand but honestly like taking that one camera for me i feel like it's the same effort as if i just took my working my normal yeah. sony's and so like when it's like downtime for me i just keep like one camera with one 35 lens and i take it with me everywhere and my wife is always like why did you take these photos like why are you taking photos to like just get together at my mom and dad's house but like, right you know her grand was ill then and not ill she was very old so like since my her grand has passed you know when we did the prayers thing for her there was like a massive slideshow which was like yeah Photos of like her back in the day from when I didn't know her. But the photos obviously that were like more recent in the last seven years when I was around were the everyone was coming up. So we have to wait in a line. It's like this Indian tradition and people just say like just Krishna, which is like kind of like praise Krishna or something. I don't even know. I'm not very good Indian, but it's just like anyway, but they're basically giving you their condolences and I had to stand there. But like it's mm. it's cringe because every single person was coming up to me going, I love your photos of bar. I love them. I love them. We can really tell when they're your photos. I'm like, obviously, because the other ones have been taken either on film or an or <laughs> on a crappy like iPhone camera or whatever, right? So like there's a difference, but it's only afterwards you realize that that chore was worth doing. But iPhones now are equally are just as yeah, good. No, because great. my daughter, I mean... my youngest daughter, like, she hasn't got many photo video on like actual a camera, whereas my young my elder one did. Because the iPhone's got so good now, everything's on my phone. Like, don't need to yeah. put out a secondary camera. And they don't feel like a compromise anymore. So I used to, when I used no. to travel, and I was with the family, I was like, oh my God, so mad. And I would say, I'd try and look for a small travel camera and I'd just be frustrated with it. So I'd end up taking the big camera and then I'd start to go, which lenses should I say? You know, it's just the whole fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really pissed off. Um, and now, to be fair, I either either I'm taking photos professionally. So sometimes I'll, I'll like, if I, I was with Dennis last year with a friend and we, but I was kind of like taking pictures of backgrounds for food boards. So I needed the professional kit. But now I just take my iPhone. I've got, a, I just picked up the 15 last week and it's just like, it's oh, really nice. good. And it's yeah, like, it's so good. I've got a 14, but like pro and it's yeah, honestly, I mean, it's I had like a 13 pro max before that, which was yeah. fantastic. And it's just yeah. like, I, it doesn't feel like a compromise anymore. The white balance is still quite wacky and I wish there was a little bit more control over it, but actually for the vast majority of things and also for family photos. Yeah. It's lovely to have, beautiful pictures and i think especially of my kids i really i'm really sad i wasn't a photographer when they were little yeah, because yeah. i got some shit pictures of my kids when they were yeah. little and also i was yeah. they were that point it was like i think um scar was born in 2003 and then in 2006 so it was that real crossover point where people were no longer using film so i've got pictures of scar on film yeah but yeah, it was like my digital. first digital camera which was appalling quality. i mean they're awful yeah. 
they're awful. So it's like, um, yeah, so it's, but now it's, it's just doesn't feel like a compromise because what will be important about those iPhone images? So my dog's being a twit. And growling. No, that's all right. I love the fact that you could just kick your fingers and be like, go out. And I'm like, that's so <laughs> yeah. good. Like, yeah, this way. <laughs> she hasn't though. She's still thinking all day. Um, yeah. So it's kind of, but what will it be important to me in those images is not their quality. It'll be their content. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's actually good. I'll look at a picture of my dad and my mom together you know yeah. and go what's important to me so that's my dad and my mom together yeah exactly you that, know that's all people look for is like they don't even say like in their head they're not saying oh have i been shot in good light it's just like you have to make sure that light is good and do they look good and that's all they, they want to see that's the key point that's all they look at do they look <laughs> good they don't care whether you've done layering <laughs> and whether like her orange shoes matches the fact that she's eating an orange over there and that we're an orange pop. hat exactly <laughs> that's all i look for in my photos like <laughs> And like I'm like, do I look good? No, call that image then. Why are you putting it online? Yeah. You know, like I either have to look really good or really funny. <laughs> Two criteria. Yeah. If I've managed to make my neck disappear entirely, or I look like a goblin, then I'm also going to go for that because I find them yeah, very yeah, entertaining. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm always just trying to look for a photo where I'm actually like, I have such a bitchy resting face that I'm like just marginally <laughs> smiling. But funnily enough, right, I had a wicked photo from my photographer, and um, I I liquefied my smile so it wouldn't look so shit like he went for this moody look <laughs> and, he, and he shot through fairy lights but just and you know what i lifted it just slightly but to me it made the biggest of difference like i had to do it because otherwise i just look like i don't know like it's a, honestly yeah I, I i see it when you know like obviously at weddings when people are like taking their phones out and they've, oh, got, they've yeah. got you in the background and i just look i'm like please why are you putting that Same. out there everyone loves me at this wedding but I, I just look like I want to kill everyone yeah, at the wedding I, I in these photos. I have a super serious concentration yeah. face. I'm just... My, my bitchy resting face really is so angry. bad, though. Honestly, my, so um, bad. It's just like when you get the images back from your second shooter and my... Oh, my posture is so bad. Yeah, me too. I'm so hard. Yeah, yeah. I shoot with the um the monitor all day long. I don't use the viewfinder at all. Yeah. Because I like to be able to talk to people. So I'm like holding it like this, like a like an elderly waitress. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And like <laughs> hunched over. I look ridiculous. Yeah. absolutely ridiculous like every time i see it i'm like oh god that's how people are seeing me yeah i look i look like i've got scoliosis it's it's not a good look at all <laughs> so honestly i'm exactly the same like so, sometimes you know second shooters they think like oh yeah so nice look, let me take a photo of rahul like like they're doing me a favor or something like please don't no. take that no. photo if you <laughs> want to take it pose me to put me in the right light and then shoot me at the right angle and everything yes, exactly. and i'm like you like my face is like asym like asymmetrical as well like i can mm. see where it's a bit one, one of my eyes is a little bit like lower than the other one yeah most people probably we, won't be able to tell but i can tell it to call it continental drift it's like the tectonic plates slowly drifting. yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> that's what that, so like you, you know like and i notice these things so i'm like i'm well picky when it comes to like photos yeah. of me and that's how i feel like my clients would be so that's why i'm always trying to shoot them in the best possible way or in the nicest way so they don't and even all the images like when i put them online i make sure that they're the nicest images it's funny because like you know like when you see awards and award winners and air quotes like the a lot of them photos are the ones where the bride and groom just look horrible they put in the most like mm. shittiest face or whatever like like whatever it is you know like and they won an award for that face but i'm like I don't think you're doing the client any service by like, yeah. like how much do they love that? It's, it's great. Exactly. It's great. You won the award, but what are you going to do? Like, would you put that on your social media or Instagram? Like, is, are you doing anything for the client then? In my heart, head or heart, both is like, you're not really, you're just like, 
You're just timed those, it. Those like, ethical judgments are really yeah, interesting, exactly. especially when you see yeah, things yeah. that go wrong at weddings or you see things that are potentially humiliating. Like you see a lot of people going, oh, should I include this? Should I include this? And most of the time, I think, you know, you know your client best. You you know what kind of, what they're going to respond to, what your normal style is like, so you can make that judgment. Occasionally, yeah. especially if it's like, I see something like an older woman's falling over and you can see her pants or something like that. I'm like, absolutely not. If there's yeah, yeah. any risk that that woman's going to be humiliated by that image becoming public, Absolutely not, because what you're doing is you think it's a great photo, so you're serving your own ego by putting it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Even if your couple liked it, it's worth a quick laugh, and then that's about it. But the, even if she doesn't miss it, the potential humiliation to that person is huge, absolutely huge. Yeah, do not do it. It's not worth it. Be and be a person. Be a person before you're. A yeah, person, you know? yeah. I fully agree. I fully agree. I did. I did one where like um, I did a wedding. It was during a portrait session just outside and. Uh, this guy by the groom opening the, his car door, um, not the groom, but the groom's brother, hit, opened the car door and this motorcyclist, like a delivery guy, like it hit him, like because like the streets are so narrow in London, so it hit him. Mm. And, but both my clients, they're both uh, doctors and in a heartbeat, they raced over to this guy, helped him out, like, you know, in her, like her dress and like no disregard for their like yeah. clothing. And then I was just like, shit, I, I, I don't really shoot silent shower, but I was just like, I need to put it in silent. And I was just trying to take some stealthy photos, but it was more for like them. And like, yeah. and the guy was all right in the end or whatever. But I didn't say to him, like, oh, by the way, I'll take some photos of this if you want it. But like, but it was, I was like standing over like a proud parent. Like, they're, they're my children. Like, you know, I was just <laughs> like, what a job. Like, they can actually say, like, you know, like, obviously, we all know it that they can save lives and do all this stuff and heal and yeah. whatever. But when you see it happen, like, in an instant, but oh, their reaction, yeah, crazy. their reaction was the fastest. Like, I was, yeah. I was pretty slow. Like, it's only after yeah, no, totally. like, some photos, my daughter but, yeah, is um, training to be a paramedic and i'm just yeah, like really. i'm obscenely proud of her obscenely proud yeah, yeah, of her. Yeah. I think, yes she's because what's alien to most of us is when you're the person that something bad happens and you run towards danger that yeah and that's where people in that profession are special because they run towards the danger exactly most of us run away i'm Might genuinely embarrassed when i think what i earn for a day rate versus what someone who yeah. spent their whole night um picking up old ladies off the floor and operating on them sometimes yeah. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, be yeah. like we are fucked as a society if we don't is... value that. It's like when you have all the strikes are happening and they're like, I want everyone, whether you agree that, they sh that they're not paid enough or no, I want everyone in the NHS who's doing those kinds of jobs to feel like they are valued and well yeah. paid. And if that's totally more, agree. 10 times more than the market rate, fucking pay them because apart from anything else, we need them. Because yeah. when they all go away, it's not like they can go, oh yeah, well they didn't deserve 45 grand a year, they only deserved 40. You're like, does that is that cold comfort yeah. at this point when we don't and we don't because you know they're being deliberately underfunded and this is you know get political but that's the whole yeah, yeah. point that's what the government's doing it's unfunding them so we look at the nhs go it's broken we can therefore do better we don't need it and that, you know, that's been the plan for a yeah. long time don't fall for it don't fall for no, it no i know Give you know what like, everything they need you know I, like, I, you know because obviously when my dad was ill like you know we, we put him in the hospital like norfolk park and stuff like that like near me and mate the people the carers and everything were like so amazing like mm. I just like we're so lucky, like with NHS. Like even my, my guy that's a financial advisor was just like, and this is to me, like anyone to listen to this podcast, like everyone makes their own decisions. But he was just like, because I was paying for a private health case, so it's like, mate, he goes, NHS is good enough. He goes, it's like if something is like terribly wrong, he goes, you either outright pay for it if you need private, and that's only going to get bumped up in the queue, or he was mm -hmm. just like, the NHS is good enough. So he said like he was just like, one of your things is like stop paying for like private health. So I did. You know, because I'm not mm. getting it like how we are, like self-employed or whatever. We're not getting it like how my wife is or anyone else, like mm. through a co corporate company. So it's like it works as a tax break, or whatever. But um, I had a point with that. Yeah. So anyway, like 
with when I saw like the people working on my dad and everything and like the stare, the attention, the love and mm. everything, I'm like, pay them what they want. And then this okay. is what winds me up. This is gonna be my ranty stage, but like what winds me up when photographers are like, oh, you know when they like in Facebook groups or whatever, I don't know if it happens in New York, it happens in nine dots very rarely, but I think it's just it happens with like newer people because I think the older people know how much of a passion I have when people start moaning about food. It's such like <laughs> People oh think my it's, god, this is such a topic, right? People are obsessed with so, it. <laughs> exactly. And like my doctor friends and nurse friends and everyone else, they never complain that they're not getting fed. They just go and buy it. And I'm like, okay, you might be in a rural vent. Some people have had this argument with me, but you could bring a packed lunch and you can bring dinner and you can bring enough food because we have plentiful amounts in this country to like basically you'll be all right. Or fast for 24 hours, you still won't die. I can guarantee yeah, you. This, I have. I don't know? get the whole kind of people are a bit obsessed with a hot dinner. It has to yeah, be a hot yeah. dinner. And maybe it's because I don't really love wedding food. So I kind of like, you know, if a couple have said, you're absolutely feeding me. And I don't ask for it at all. Yeah. I just say, uh, if you pay to offer us that, that'd be great. But it's not a big deal. I, that really doesn't bother me in the slightest. But even if they've been absolutely sure that they're going to feed me, I still bring a packed lunch because I've yeah, been yeah. to 350 weddings when I've been fed at about 150 of them. Yeah, and exactly. I don't want to beg caterers for stuff. It's just for me, it's, it's an unnecessary annoyance. Yeah. I don't want to have to deal with begging caterers to be fed. And there's some caterers who I work with who I know really well who are amazing. And, you know, I don't include them in there. I know I'm going to get fed and I'm going to be fed really well. And it's, I'm very grateful for it. But it's it's for me, it's not the sticking point expectation that it seems to be for other people. I'm just like, I don't give a shit. I just want, honestly, if I've got a bag of cashews and a Diet Coke, I'm yeah. happy. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that's going to power me through because my... I'd, I'd almost rather, you know, use the excuse to get a cheeky McDonald's on the way home. Yeah, exactly. Be like, oh, <laughs> it's just not, it doesn't figure mate. large in my brain with it. Just for, and I get it, you know, that's just, that's not my priority. For other people, it figures really, really high in, in, yeah. their, in their thinking and, and I don't really get it. I, that's what I mean. I, I Honestly, I think it's like, I think people are mad when they post like stuff and they're like, look at my scrawny little meal. If, if they get a meal and it doesn't look as good or whatever. And then they also say like, you know, but the but bride and groom paid for it. And I'm like, it's all right. But like, when would you like for me this is part of the client service i would never go up to my bride and groom in a million years even after their wedding unless the caterer was a total dickhead by the way I, you know i didn't get fed at your wedding and it's like you tell them a week oh, or, what are you gonna do you're just gonna make them feel bad right they're just gonna week go before last oh, they came God. up and said oh did you have a lovely meal i went yes it was delicious yeah. i was really well fed i was really well fed on the cashew nuts i bought from home because they didn't feed me but i'm yeah. not gonna say that to them exactly Absolutely you wouldn't not. you wouldn't i said it once it. and it was at the hotel divan and they were a freaking nightmare. It was a tiny wedding of 30 people. I knew the couple had paid £75 for me to have a three-course meal because um, they made a big point of it. It was a real point of generosity for them. Yeah. Um, and they just didn't serve it to me. And I kept saying, when am I going to eat? And they finally gave me a bowl of French onion soup um, four minutes before the speech had started. Yeah. And by the time I got back, they cleared it away. So I had nothing to eat. And it was, it was really frustrating to me because I live four minutes from the Hotel de Bain. But like, at any point, I could have gone home. And had yeah, exactly. Food. And they kept saying, no, it's coming. Anyway, so by the by. But that's the only time I've told someone. And that was right at the end. I went, by the way, um, I wouldn't normally do this. And I think I did it by email afterwards. I just want you to get a refund. Because yeah, I exactly. In that instance, lot, I would probably and do that the And that's 75 quid that you should have back. Because that's really unacceptable. Yeah. But yeah, normally, no. You know, it's all these things that when it's on someone's uh, wedding day, we know it's yeah. our business. And we know it's what we do every Saturday. But that doesn't mean we don't bring the noise every week and that we don't yeah. have as excited to visit our first wedding every week. Because exactly. it is to them and that is part of that experience again. 
you know and it's not fake because I do I, I'm a real kind of like social pariah not the right word what do I mean someone who feeds off something parasite yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound any better does it? Oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I am um, but yeah I feed off people's good humor so I, used to, I didn't used to drink for years I didn't drink for like 25 years um, but when I went out with drunk people, I had the best time because I would just absorb their energy. And it's the same with weddings. Unless someone, unless someone there is being unkind to me or I'm being treated poorly or something like that, I will absorb that joy and I will have a blast. Yeah. Absolutely. And I always leave my weddings like kind of in love with my couple. Like if yeah. one, of, one of them left the other one at the end of that day, I would offer to marry them. <laughs> I'm smitten with them by the end of the day. I love them. I don't love them that much, but like, yeah, I, I do always think like, oh, <laughs> we should be friends. At least two brides things. this year, I would 100 percent have married if the group didn't turn up. Yeah, so, you know, and I'm <laughs> largely straight, so it's quite impressive. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I, I think like, yeah, I, I anyway, like, don't want to harp on about the food, but I do find that like points. Like, this is the thing, like, I, I think a lot of photographers could practice a lot of gratitude. It would do them good. They'll just go in at yeah. like harbor base level into a wedding then getting wiled up over with like good little... perspective yeah exactly which was what the whole also, thing i think, like, I think often happens with people 100%. who maybe haven't had a career doing normal jobs yeah. as well i think that's a, you know i don't say necessarily you should you should have to oh my earphone fell you should mm-hmm. have to do a normal job um it's more that i think when you've had the perspective of doing grunt work where you've worked with someone who's deeply unpleasant or you've had a boss that tells you what to do all the time or you've been on poor wages and all that yeah. kind of thing. And, you you know, you've had those jobs. I did 100 jobs before I was a photographer. Some of them were great, some of them were terrible. Um, but the upshoot of that is that I really value that I have a job which can be really hard work, can be a lot of pressure. There are, there are you know, there are certain parts of a job which are really hard. It's really hard to separate the personal from the professional. You yeah. know, it's, it's that sense of expectation that you can't get to your friends. It's not the same as you saying, I'm going to cancel this thing. I can't just cancel a wedding because you are having a party. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's also, all those things are really difficult about it. So I'm not thinking it's an easy job, but it's simple. But most of the pressures in it are, are self-inflicted pressures for a start. Secondly, we are remunerated really well for the work we do, provided you have yeah. your systems in place. I think it's, I mean, it's different if the way you work means that you're putting in ridiculous hours. If, like me, who works really fast, he has really good systems in place, mean that I'm paid well for what I do because I'm not paid for my time and this is a key thing that people forget they go oh my god you only worked I can't you know I've been paid for working a 10-hour day of course you're not you're paid for your skill level yeah so and I see that a lot with with younger photographers coming up thinking they need to charge 2k within a year of working and you're like can you pull those that beautiful image you've got on Instagram can you do that on a holiday in at four o'clock on a November evening if yes then put your prices up if no then don't yeah yeah, yeah right. so true. So I just think it's got to be, there's got to be the market demand, there's got to be the skill level, there's got to be all those things in place. But if you've got your processes in place and you're running your business in the best way you can, and that takes time, I don't expect people to go see that in the first couple of years, but it takes time, then we are paid well. Yeah, very, very well. Work. Yeah. You know, I, I do, I, I think my commercial work is far more draining, socially, practically, and even, and it's really? not as well paid as weddings. Yeah. So you could so you could argue that I should I'd be better off doing more weddings, but like I say, I'm an absolute idiot who can't keep my mind on one thing for more than a few seconds. So I need the variety. Yeah. That, that's what puts not that, as well paid. It's actually what puts me off. Like I, I'm a bit money driven, I guess, but like you know, I mean that's why I like weddings. But like um, I find mm. out what my friends were paying, and I'm like, holy shit, like, I could make this money. Like I definitely could switch from graphic designer, and like you know, I didn't love it in the beginning, but like I I love it now because I know what I'm delivering, and it was like actually mm. my dad becoming ill and stuff like that. 
made me love it more because I realized the value and then like, you know, changed my path of like moving from portraits, like doing always like making sure I've done like an hour on portraits to like 20 mm. minutes, go with your guests, do this, do oh, that. Yeah. It's all about Absolutely. the moment. Like it took me a long while to figure that out, but you know, mm. that that's me now here. It's fine. But, um, Oh man, what I was going to say. Yeah. So when I found out about like how much they were getting paid, I was just like, yeah, this is a job that I could do. And now, so with commercial work, when I've done some bits and bobs and I've really enjoyed it because it's like a nice refreshing break midweek, like, you know, between two weddings to quickly do like shoot. I don't know, like when I used to do work for like Porsche with a model and stuff like that. And like, mm. you just meet different people. You get to play with lighting. You get to experiment a little bit more, whatever it is. But I just felt, I was never paid good enough. And that's why I'm no. just like, in my head, I'm like, I don't know if I still like, I have it all set up. I have like, funny enough, we yeah. just talk about branding photography with Nadine on the last podcast. And like, you know, um, I have it all set up. And it's all this is, and I get inquiries, but I send my rate out, and like I still like always just too expensive. And now I'm just like, yeah. I've given up. I'm, You're but, dealing with a lot of different expectations. I think people have a wedding yeah. budget; they expect to spend a decent amount of money, but actually, like small and individual businesses don't. So that's why I generally like I streamline my commercial work to just work with larger businesses. Really, who are not yeah. not big big business like work for a tech company. You can triple your rate. I mean, they. Used to how, how did you money. get get into like you know the bigger businesses like how like don't they like i always assume that bigger businesses would have someone in marketing that like then has like an agency or yeah so know. a lot of people do go through agencies um i kind of like so mine are all happenstance to a degree so i i like i said when i set the business up i seo'd really clearly for winter where i live because i didn't want to be doing okay. commercial jobs with travel just wasn't interested in that um um and what happened is so the bigger not necessarily in terms of volume, but the bigger in terms of profile clients I have, which is working for the NHS, um, a, couple, a skincare brand, and a couple of um, big hotel chains. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of started it again through relationship. So I might have worked once with a PR person who, when another PR person said, you know, anyone in this area you can do this, take it on. So the, the, the hotel brand, the one I said, who gives me most of my work or, you know, a good chunk of my work, um, they needed someone to cover their normal photographer at a local hotel down the road from me just to do a workshop. So I covered that. I did another thing for them. They really liked what I did. Got on well with the person, um, the marketing manager there. Um, mate, I went above and beyond, yeah. you know. And then so as it happened, their photographer was kind of stepping back at that point. I wanted to do less or whatever. So uh, they took me on. They said, and, you know, it was, it, was a really, it was a lovely relationship because I started off just doing feed and then doing marketing images and stuff like that. And then they started to say, well, have you ever done rooms? I'm like, oh, no, I don't yeah. do interiors. Just not my bag. And I, you know, and I was just really upfront with them. I'm not a fake it to make it person. So I don't know how to do that. And they were like, can you try? And I was like, well, I can try, but I can't promise it'd be any good. You know, as long as you're yeah. okay with that and you're still going to pay me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're exactly. Like, yeah, fine. They're like, yeah, absolutely. That's our risk. You might be, you might be shit at it. So, you know, so I did my research and I went back to the drawing board and I found out how to light rooms and I did all that kind of stuff. And the first few well, were not great. And then I got better and better and better. And now I can reliably relight a room and make it look good, you know. So it's kind of like, so they took me on to do their stuff. And then, um, you know, and then a, another relationship I've made earlier on in my career, sometimes through weddings, sometimes through commercial said this person's great you should work with her and that's the key it was it's not just the same with weddings it's not just that the product was good it's that i was easy to work with yeah um, yeah that's we had a that's good relationship thing, client, client, um, this is what this whole podcast is about yeah. right yeah. if i'm if i'm turning up at a commercial job with someone i've worked with before and i'm not giving them a hug when i arrive 
yeah. then something's gone wrong, you know. Then there's some, there are some which aren't like that. They're very professional and very staid, and yeah, it yeah. is what it is. But for the vast majority, you come away from those feeling like those people are friends as well. And you could argue that there's a conflict there because you can't be professional or you can't do this or you can't be um, clear about your terms and conditions. I think I can. I think I can. I think sometimes you have to find the way to do it. But I'm, I'm, you know, if you're setting expectations early, when I get a commercial job through, when they confirm they get my terms and conditions, those don't change. Yeah. And like, say, for example, the hotel chain, the bigger one I work for, I'll often like, yes, I shopped for them the last two days. I did, my set hourly rate is eight hours. So I thought I'd do an eight-hour day. I was actually working from 8, 7.30, no, 8.30 a.m. until 8 p.m. on the first day after having just recovered from COVID. It was not a pleasant day. Yeah. This is also uh, over your nine-hour. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well over my nine hours. And then the next morning, they wanted a a... a people doing ice baths at the spa. So I was up at 6am doing ice baths at the spa. And then I shot the conference, which was meant to finish. You know, she said, oh, you probably go by two. Didn't go to nearly four o'clock. You know, so I was four, probably came out four and a half hours over my normal time. Normally, that would be the point when I go, okay, I'm over my time. Do you want to add an extra half day? Um, They have budgets. They normally say yes. But with this particular client, I know I kind of keep a running tally in my head because I know that we did a shoot three weeks ago where I left two hours early because I'm fast yeah. and finished early and they didn't then require money back. Yeah. So, so it levels out basically. Stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you, but you kind of keep an eye on it still to yeah, make sure no one's taking the piss. You're not taking the piss and they're not taking yeah. the piss. You know? so, so much of it is just common sense. That's the thing. Like so yeah. much of it. Like, And that's the thing. And just like, be a decent human. Yeah, exactly. Be a decent human exactly. to people. It's Don't not be a dick. Hard. It's not hard. Don't put yourself it's first all yeah, the time. Yeah. You know, you you can maintain this. You know, there's certain there's yeah. certain hard lines in the sand. I won't touch. I will not be spoken to poorly. Someone spoke to me poorly. Yeah. I'm out of there in a heartbeat. Won't just won't have it. You know, there's certain things that I I absolutely wouldn't put up with. But you know, but being a twat for the sake of it and being like oh, just you know, there's just some people have that attitude where they just have yeah, to yeah. feel like everything's a competition that they have to beat someone at. And you're like, it's really not, and it's not fun for you either. That's not that's hurting your heart and your soul as well. So let's just be decent human beings. And yeah. you know, my motto on our sheets like a girl group is do no harm and take no shit. Yeah, really. And that's yeah, kind of one. how I live my yeah. life. It's just yeah. like be good to people, give quality to the people you meet with, be a positive influence on the world, but take no shit whatsoever. Yeah. Actually, when I was a graphic designer there's a lot more people because there was a lot as client facing. So people could say what they want on yeah. email. So it's a little bit different. And I was probably taking more shit than what it's worth, and which is why I wanted to change. And it just happened like, you know, mm. when photography, but like what you said, like, you know, you put your, you put yourselves in their shoes, you know, like, mm. and I just understand where they're coming from. And then I'll like, try to like calmly be like, okay, look, I get where you're coming from. Like yeah. maybe we could do this, this and this or whatever it is, but not be like, not get my back up about it. If they've got like no, their and, things, and like, we're self-employed, right? We have the luxury yeah. to, if someone is a dick, don't work with them again. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes I have to remind myself because I do get caught in the trap where I feel that expectation: I must do this, I must do this, and I go, "Oh, I don't want to do this, but I feel like I've got to." And then I think, "Oh, why do you feel that? Yeah, you need kind of like an outer voice that looks down and goes, "Why do you need to do that? Yeah, why do you feel like you have to do that? You work for yourself. If you don't like these people, you don't like that job. Just don't do it. Sometimes yeah, we have to exactly. do it because we need the money. But if if we can find alternative employment that gives us what we need without having to work with someone that we think is creepy or someone who is you know speaks to us poorly or takes the piss, don't do it. That's yeah. the joy of our job is that control. We get to choose who we work with, who we work for, and how we work. And I think that's the the kind of like 
it's like you need a you like you need a motivational poster on your wall or something to remind you this is what this is what I want from life and this is how I'm going to do it and every information every decision should be informed by that yeah boom I always just put myself in a client position all the time I'm like just for example I don't take all my money up front before the wedding Mm. I don't get paid 100% before the wedding okay yeah I keep 25% for after and the reason I do that is because I would never pay anyone 100% of the money when I haven't even done anything yet like why would I do that right I do the same thing with my builders like they try to ask for money just now like no I go like I've given you like up to 80% that last 20 I need Mm. this all done motivation to get it done like yeah and to come back if there's a problem right but like you know like but I just feel like and for me it's turned into a sell now like people love mm. that they're like I love the fact that you do that you know we can like push, like for in weddings yeah and, and, and yeah well yeah I didn't think of it that way I'm th- more like you know I think of it like they're probably spending a lot of m- other money I know like with in weddings they're gonna get all this gift money so then they can just use that like afterwards to pay me or whatever it is right mm. like you know but I just do things I run my business and everything of the way that I would just want to be treated and it's as simple as that so when yeah. other people like in facebook groups ask like oh this person's asking for images for their hotel and they don't want to pay me but they want to give me credit like just do what like in my head i'm just like what was my heart say like yeah give them those images or don't give them those images charge them or don't charge them but like mm. for me it's like an instantaneous sort of yeah. decision it's it doesn't a standard take... of ethics and i think people yeah. doubt themselves all the time about what their own personal ethics are and i think it's it's more key than we realize to to kind of like get a bigger picture on this stuff. It's like with um, wall files I found fascinating. That's like a real divisive thing. Someone goes, the client wants the wall files. How do I tell them yeah. no? How do I tell them not to, that this is inappropriate, that no one would do this, that it's like the ingredients for a cake, not the cake itself? And I go, oh, yeah, sure. 600 quid. Yeah. I'm like, I literally have it listed now on my Oh, spreadsheet. really? I, yeah. I, my rules look fine. I have no issue with people having rules. I don't believe. And also, you know, it's one of those things where I have this criteria as well when clients ask for stuff or when someone puts a filter on something or all these little things that clients yeah. do. Does it damage my business? Realistically, will it damage my business? And 99 mm. times out of 100, it will not. Yeah. So, so I don't care. And if, if someone wants, and that's how many people want raw files, they've got a really good reason for it. Their reason is that they're worried that fashions will change, even though I, I edit to fairly true colour and I think I'm not. I'm not, you know, in the grand scheme of things, my editing is not that different to the world. Um, but they might want something different later. So they want that option. Absolutely fine. Or it's someone who's a camera enthusiast and wants to find out how I get from A to B. That's okay. happened more than once. Really? But, oh, yeah, yeah. But equally, okay. yeah, they want to know how I do it. To the point that one guy wanted me to use his lenses. Oh, we had the same okay. camera. He wanted me to, he had all the Grandmaster lenses at the time, so I had the cheap Sony ones. He yeah. wanted me to use all his lenses because I think he wanted to see how I did what I did. And I'm like, if you're going to pay me money, I'm more than happy to do that. Yeah, yeah. My, other than the fact I take pictures like I've got my foot in a hole, my walls look fine. You know, um, I'll, there are some that are complete crap like everyone else because I, I move too fast and I, you know. Yeah, I'm exposing, white whatever. balance, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, technical reasons, which is, you know, why we do what we do. So I take 5,000 pictures and image and at a wedding and deliver 800, you know. Yeah. What it is. But I have no problem with seeing that. That doesn't bother me. Um, but it's a product. And for some people, that's like giving away their soul. And yeah. I don't know whether that's based in ethical, creative decision-making and anxiety and lots of things. 
but for me it doesn't exist so or, or it could be know, just from I like could be really cold i'm like yeah i mean the other like thank you very much free money that's so much free i was money. literally <laughs> about to say the same thing it's just literally free money for doing nothing just like oh my God, and yeah, plus i'll give you the yeah. usb for, for it for free so here huh yeah, you know like absolutely. take it but and I'm like, i think like, i actually also... want people to buy their raw files that yeah. sounds amazing <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, I might stick it on a price list. But you, like, I put them off here because I'm like, what, realistically, I always wonder, like, what are you going to do with it? I'm like, have you got a raw file editor? Like, are you, you going to use Lightroom? Yeah. Are you going to do this? I'm like, honestly. But I think that's their choice, isn't it? Uh, it's their know, choice. Like, if they still want it, I would definitely. John Lewis like, aren't checking with me that I absolutely require the, um, the, yeah, so the third standard lamp I bought from them yeah. because I don't require it, John Lewis. I just want it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's the same thing. Some people want it. And also, it's like judging your, um, your perceived value by what you can afford. I can't afford me. I can't yeah. afford the money I charge. My clients can. So why am I putting my values on for them? They have, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I go and see some of their houses and I'm like, man, they could afford me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I'm not going to make yeah, that yeah. value judgment. It's not up to me to question their purchasing. But, yeah. you know, if equally, and, you know, but raw flowers do have value and I wouldn't give them away for nothing because yeah. they do have a value. They do have a, you know, and, and if that's, and whatever reason they want, my, I don't really care. It's, you know, it's like, as long as they're, but they're, I do, they're supplied with a contract that they yeah. can't pass them off as their own, that they can't, um, if they're publishing them under my name, they have to use my edit and that kind of stuff. So there's a few things that have happened, yeah, but that's, that's just like a basic I even thought largely. Yeah. And to be fair, even if they didn't, honestly, I don't think I didn't care. Like, it's like if someone goes, oh, the makeup artist put shocking filters, sometimes they did this week or something, yeah. one of my pictures, and then if someone likes the picture, someone doesn't like the picture, it's it's a loss. Who cares? It's not going to make a difference. Someone does like the picture, but they don't like the edit. The chances are they will click on my name to see the other edits, and they will see that I don't edit that way. Yeah. So that's not a big deal for and me. Whereas... They might not even they might not even be able to tell. That might just be like all your works looks like that filter. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, we're like clutching what? our pals going, but it's got a yellow tone. Yeah, clients going, these are lovely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like not I, even seeing it. I, I like it's funny because like sometimes when clients, you know, they tag you on certain photos, like they tag me and I'll comment and like, but I won't sometimes I just won't repost them because I'm like yeah. I've had to, I did that like actually just a couple of weeks ago. Uh and I had to tell the it was a cake person or something. Mm. Anyway, they basically made a whole TikTok reel with my images and I was like, wicked, right? Um then they put it on Instagram and they, they tried to make me a, oh, they know, they tried to make a, me a collaborator now of their yes. images, right? Yeah, that's And so I, I've got a standard, it? yeah, so now I've got a standard reply with like, unfortunately, I won't put it on the thing. It doesn't fit my grid, my timeline. I'm more about emotion moments. If you put photos of emotion and moments, I'll happily be a collaborator. Yeah. But if it's like your decor and stuff like that, like I'm so happy you love the images, but it's yeah. not going on my grid because I, I show no decor, as you can tell by my thing. It's not like, it's not you. It's me, basically. It's a weird. I think that kind of collaboration is weird. We've got this kind of like um, ethical considerations, which we've not really thought about before. That you know, who we ask to collaborate, is it an imposition to do so? No. I've done it a couple of times with venues, but only with venues where I know um, people really, really well. So they're kind yeah. of like. I only, I, I only do, I only do it to my clients. I don't, I don't, I don't bother with them. Um, you know, I don't bother with. Uh, venues or or decor or djs or anyone else like that even if they've got yeah. massive followings i just i yeah i just like my clients they will do my selling um yeah i'll do it with the venue that's it but like i say only when i know that that's not going to cause any problems it's not going to be seen as an imposition yeah um, i give i yeah, give the yeah. clients my i give the venues my photos as soon as they ask 
and that's, that's one of the things of like doing previews so quickly like i'll edit some details and stuff like that because nowadays in that sort of in the world we're in like venues want their stuff quick or like say like i'm doing like um the Bulgari Hotel is going to be like the, the first Indian wedding there in December. And like, mm. I know she's already said, oh, do you reckon get the images to us like within like a week or two? I'm like, mate, in my head, I'm like, you're going to get them next day. Don't you worry about it because I want you to think that I am the best as well. Because I, yeah. I know if you're getting married there, you can easily afford me. And I want them to be like, we don't have an Indian wedding preferred supplier. Would you like to be one? Yes. Like, you know what it's I mean? Like, I that's it and you have to make these assessments don't you but is yeah. what's worth kicking a fuss about and what's actually worth it and i just think yeah. most of my weddings the vast majority of my weddings come through referrals from vendors from venues from people i've worked with you know they get a certain amount of google and a certain amount of that kind of thing but largely it's word of mouth now and i think that's probably common with people who've been in business as long as i have that makes more sense because the marketplace on instagram and google is really really crowded whereas the marketplace of relationships is not yeah so i think that's where i get the majority of my work from and i just think and you know and i i make those relationships because i like making relationships and because i like people i wouldn't make a good relationship with someone who doesn't like i've got to like the person enjoy their company and if something good comes from it brilliant if it doesn't well i've made a nice friend that's great yeah but the bottom line is those people who you have those relationships will i have one venue who almost never tags me they just never do they forget they're a lovely bit of useless in that respect but they sell me hard. Really? Every couple that comes through their door, they say, you should hire this person. And I shoot a lot of weddings there as a result. And I love them to pieces. They're a brilliant team. And I love going there. It's like going home. So, you know, they can do what they have carte blanche to do whatever they like with my pictures. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not precious about my photos, you know. Um, and also, I, I always, I, I think photographers have got it the wrong way around now as well in my head. I'm like, they always want to like, sell for print whereas I'd, I'd probably be like i'd give it for you for free if you want it for print but if you want it for social media that would be the different story if i was to thinking about to make money or, or whatever that's where the value because is because i'm like right the so, value is all in social media like print is yeah. like and it's so different from commercial work where we work on a basis of our, our shoot fee plus our licensing fee yeah which we don't do in the wedding world so in the commercial world then i'm looking at if someone puts a job with me i'm like where are you using the pictures because where you are using the pictures and for how long is going to dictate how much I charge. So I did a shoot the other day where I had a, I was shooting a new cabanas, these beautiful poolside things at one of the, this luxury hotel, um, did the shoot half day. And then the company who owned, who did the landscaping, wanted to use the pictures out of the company who owned, uh, owned the cabana. So then they paid a separate fee to license those images nice. because the original client didn't own those images and they know that it's a, a non-exclusive use. So the practical upshot was a half day shoot. I ended up making three and a half thousand pounds from yeah. for four okay. hours work because I licensed wow. it to three different sets of people. Wow. That's my drop it's on many. that one. It's That's good many. Very good. But, but, you know, input versus output. That was a really good yeah. day. Doesn't that was a really good day. It was a good day. <laughs> That's like selling your rules to like, you know, not only the bride and groom, but their parents and everyone else. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Wanting yeah. it and too. Like, They're like, yeah. we know how to use like. <laughs> you know honestly the only days i like more is when you get the notification for quick time you know someone's paid for high risk downloads oh uh, <laughs> do you know what like for me i don't sell prints and i actually sold a print last week like a canvas and i'm yeah. like what at first i thought it's spam yeah i thought it's a spam email time. yeah like yeah yeah it was, well a framed print i don't know but it was like yeah, yeah. they spent 300 quid on it and i was just like i 
until the money came in the bank, I just thought this is just a spam email. I think something's gone wrong with yeah. PickTime. Like I didn't even believe it, you know. <laughs> but what I have got on my, what I have got as a product on my thing, is um, and this was actually thanks to Ross Harvey when he spoke at Nine Dots. Was um, he does it? He he had a speedy edit, like so yeah. you can have your photos yeah. a bit quicker for five hundred quid, and a couple of times a year people take really? that, and it's like their their photos are basically for me like you. I don't like the backlog of work on my head, mm. so even if I do a double header by by Friday before my next wedding those weddings would be fully edited and it'll be done yeah it's just when i deliver them six weeks later and stuff like that i like people yeah. to forget and whatever right yeah but like you if you, but, distance come back up honeymoon yeah i want them to feel like they spent their money and it was wise like mm. it, they would, i just feel like people have like everyone's just forgetful so you could have given them the best client service and everything but if you suddenly mm. give them the photos the next day they'd be like damn we spent spent a lot of money on rahul and he just edited within a day so in their head yeah, they'll just do I the maps of like even though shooting, the time isn't the issue how long no. you spend isn't your value your no, value is in your yeah. skill and everything else but yeah. you also have to be aware that how it's perceived is different exactly so like a couple of times a year people check the speedy edit box and i'm like what a, what a genius box that is it's like 500 quid like for doing nothing literally nothing changes apart from i need to send an email faster than it was going to be sent you know that is it and it's just like what a, yeah, yeah no that is that's just beautiful it's literally like there's yeah. no greater music in the world no. I might actually add in the roars and start convincing them that they need them. <laughs> oh, do it, mate. Do it. Honestly, it around. it's just like the easiest thing. And I get maybe only get two couples a year do it, but you know, and I keep them cheap because I want them to sell. Yeah. But that's a thousand pounds I didn't otherwise have. And now I do. Exactly. It's literally oh, like it's just, it is honestly, it's like free money. I hate like, don't always yeah. like using that term, but it's free money. No, but it's, but it's, it's basically, you know, in its business terms, yeah. it's passive income. Which is yeah. a, which is a thing where we we've laid the groundwork and then we reap the rewards at a later base. It's it's a very you know normal way of working for a lot of businesses, but it isn't for our business. Our business is very immediate and very physical and very present. So it feels weird to us when yeah. passive income is a thing, but actually it's, it's perfectly reasonable and perfectly normal. And we're selling a product, and some no one no one's being cheated. Everyone's being yeah. just everyone has the ability to choose yeah. to buy. I mean, that you're offering, and they're willing to pay. So it's like that. That's the contract there, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, equally as I have no problem when they want to have them, but they don't want to pay. Yeah. Like, oh, you might not, but, you know, I, yeah. I'm not going to go your, around your house and ask you to do a bit of light IT consulting. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not yeah. how it works. Things are yeah. right. And, and we have to get, and I do still, the Britishness in me and the femaleness in me maybe as well, when I send that email saying, oh, no, I won't do that for free, I feel bad. I yeah, have to yeah. take a deep breath before i send it which i hate myself for because intellectually i know it's ridiculous yeah but emotionally those things i've learned from being a small girl are all there and i have to kind of look at them and go rationalize this isn't a real feeling this is a ridiculous feeling no one is going to be offended by you stating your worth and, yeah, and, yeah. and living up to it but your brain is telling you completely different circles because your brain's a twat and lies to you all the time yeah this, 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 you know what like this is exactly why i don't sell the extra album spreads because i can't get over that feeling of like don't feel bad yeah. they've they've got they've gone for more and like you're not charging them you should be sending that but i in my in me i don't know what it is but like i feel bad it's really hard and so then in the end i'm like look i even tell them i'm like this would have cost you 250 quid but you know what like this is on me because i love you guys so much blah 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 so don't worry about it well there and, you go you know, then like, you can choose to offset that. it and say you, you're making the money back in goodwill marketing well that's what that's why i put it down Got to and that, yeah. which is why i can't charge now because like the, the superstition or whatever in me is like maybe that's how i'm getting all my referrals you know what i mean like <laughs> you know you do all these things like maybe that's the reason because i yeah, keep giving people a couple of spreads here or there like 
we, we spend yeah. our time agonizing about how people find us and, and whether yeah. or not the typeface on our website is putting people off and stuff like that. But yeah. sometimes it is the weirdest shit that yeah. suddenly exactly. sparks that love for you and your work in someone. Yeah. And to a certain degree, there's just a lot of happenstance and a lot of kismet that we absolutely can't predict. So, yeah. you know, you have to just let that go. <laughs> <laughs> no no do you know what we have been speaking for a long time it's been really awesome have. to talk it's to you like yeah i could have carried on to be fair i could carry on i really enjoyed it i can't wait to see you at the gathering as well now i know it's like no time at all it's like oh gosh it's what's it's like a, a month away isn't it less than that yeah i'm yes. denial about that i'm sure that'd be fine 